If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Podcast for three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor Kate. I'm joined by my two regular co hosts, Mr. Everyone's too polite, Andy Conduit Turner. Hello. I'm so polite that I just pointed at you. Yeah, it's uh, point. Mr. Ben Arrington as well. He's here. Hey up, Ben. Hey up. How are we What's doing? What's going on? How are we doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good, I think. I'm feeling, I'm feeling chipper. That's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. I'm feeling chipper. Mm. I'm feeling oh, maybe slightly too warm. Temperature-wise, I could definitely go down a couple of degrees. But apart from that, you know, nothing to, can't complain. Won't complain. Good. Good. I'm probably like the the right degree temperature at the minute. Maybe one too low. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit too low. low. Yeah. So the two the too high that I am and the too low that you are, that we need to split the difference somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's ask Andy what how warm or I'm I'm an optimal temperature, but I've adjusted for being a little bit cold by wearing this hat. Oh yeah. It's all good. We can test with that with um a thermal uh, a thermometer for the buttocks oh, yeah. as uh, the character in, in today's film does. He has it in his pocket ready to go. Just yeah. in case it comes along, just in case it comes up. Yeah, it's clean. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure it's clean. He seems like the kind of person who's got a good uh hygiene, yeah. Hygiene yeah, regime. Does. So yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, cool. Uh, what's everybody drinking? Everyone, all right? What, what's you going what? on? I've only all I've got is coffee. Um, I've just got. I haven't got any beer in the house, and I haven't had beer in the house for a few weeks. So, got yeah. a lovely, uh, got a lovely tea here, and I've got a squash. You'll be pleased to know, Ben, after previous weeks, in a normal, non-distracting size glass. Are you sure? Let's have a look. That's, well, it's tiny. It's a tiny little non-distracting size glass. I'm drinking from a thimble. Did you ever used to look through glasses of squash or black currant and say, "This is infrared"? 
Pretend you're a solid <laughs> yes. snake. I'm, I'm the predator. <laughs> Pretend you're a solid snake. <laughs> wrap a wrap a, a dressing gown cord around your head, like a little bandana. Yeah. How did you what are you doing? <laughs> not supposed yeah, to see me. I'm uh, stealth. <laughs> for anyone who watches this in in the video format rather than listening to audio, if you go back a couple of episodes when um when there's like, there, there are a couple of telltale signs when Ben loses his train of thought when I'm pulling a massive glass of squash like a tankard and he's like, Ugh. I don't know what to do. It's almost like it. I needed. I felt really thirsty and I needed to wee at the same time just from looking at it. Uh, yeah. It was insane. It it's was a lot of squash. Insane. It's too much for a podcast record. It's a bit heavy as well. I can imagine An RSI. Yeah. Do, do yeah. some reps of that. You'll be getting a, a serious pump on. Yeah. How did it feel to have two weeks off, Andy? Conduit, no, Turner. That's weird. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's very strange. It's strange listening. It's nice to listen to an episode and not know what people are going to say. That's always a little treat. And you've had some lovely guests on. So it's a oh, shame yeah. not to meet them. But it was very nice to listen in and you know catch up on the adventures. It's do you ever good. feel like you really wanted to say, like, you're... You're like a ghost listening to people have a conversation about something they know nothing yeah. about, and you really want to say something, but because most, you're a ghost. The most telling part when that happens, Luke, it's it's usually because there's a couple of moments <laughs> in there. There are a couple of moments in um, there's a couple of moments in like when you're talking about Doom, especially. It was like got some hot takes here, but primarily, Luke, it's the name game. I'm always there. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, I know yeah. that. One. <laughs> yeah. Last week's name game is pretty good. I, I like it when it's a name game based on one word. Did you get mine, Andy? Did you get my name game to, last you week? You have to remind me now. I think I did. Remind it me was, what it was, and I'll give I you an honest I can't, answer. I can't remember the clue, but it, my, the answer was Loom. Yes, I did get Loom. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I just, that's all I need is that uh, yeah. gratification from that. I did get it. <laughs> yeah, how about you guys? You uh, yeah, it was really a lovely good. couple of weeks break. Well, you've been, um, you've been on it still. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple of great, a few great guests on the show. It's really nice to have uh, have everyone on. And also, we talked about Resident Evil a fair bit, which I don't think you yeah. had a chance to talk about it, Andy. That's why I was grinding my teeth about. I was like, oh, I don't remember Resident Evil. Come on, guys. <laughs> get me yeah. involved. Yeah, we, have, um, we talked about maybe, maybe we'll get something... We'll capture maybe a little cheeky half-hour chat just about Resident Evil, right? Maybe put it out on its own. Is that what we're thinking? I mean, that'd be yeah, good. yeah. Because that way should. you can go, we can go full spoilers and say, don't, don't listen to this if you're not ready. Yeah. See, see what uh, we've all we've to. all finished it now, haven't we? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So there we go. If we've all finished it, we can all go full spoiler. Uh, have you guys been playing any more of it, or have you just kind of done? No, I played. I had a bit more control to do so in the. The DLC, so I went back to that for a little bit. Uh, but I'm, I do want to give it another. I want to do House Bene, Bene, v, uh, Bene Vienna, Vienna, that one, <laughs> Vienetta, House yeah. Vienetta. There's so many layers, there's so many <laughs> floors, psychological layers, psychological yeah. layers to it. Yeah, um, I've been playing the mercenaries mode, um, and I've already got to the point now where it's too difficult. So it's not I, fun anymore. Give up. It's not fun anymore. So I've only man- I managed to get A's on like pretty much everything, mm. um, except like the last two, which are you start off with just a pistol, and like the pistol before you've even upgraded it at all. So sometimes some of the enemies are taking you know those. I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but you know those dudes with drill drill hands is oh, a spoiler. I, 
Yeah. When they when they come at you and all you've got is a pistol, I mean, what the hell are you supposed to do? Yeah, I've, I need my tactics need to be a bit better. So I'm trying to work something out, but I had yeah, one go at mercenaries and then hopped back into a second round of the story. Um, I've done House V. I've gone as far as the end of House Vianetta, um <laughs> on a second run through, and it's just. It's quite nice and rewarding because I'm just going through and I've unlocked a couple of unlimited weapons now. So I'm just mm. upgrading some other guns and getting a few of the challenges, um, but yeah, when you, with when you, some unlimited weapons. So just walking around, capping some you, fools. When you start off again, you've got all your weapons, haven't you? Yeah, everything you have. And if you've unlocked unlimited, then it's it's. Unlocked. Did you change change the difficulty at all? Yeah, um, I've no. I, I didn't. I put it down to easy and did one of the couple of little challenges in the opening section just to do it quickly. And then I turned it yeah. back up to, to standard to go through again. I think yeah. after I've gone through on standard, I might tempt myself for a third go and do it on like much harder with a few more I think special weapons. I was going to do hardcore mode. I'm going to be an idiot and try village of shadows mode for like the first section if i manage to get through that i'll be like okay maybe i'll be able to do it i've i've, I've heard it's unforgiving but i don't know mm. i can be patient especially if it's i've fun, got like an, if i've got like an unlimited ammo grenade launcher and an unlimited i've got like um the one of the um assault rifles as well unlimited yeah, just so. blaze away have a little run through <laughs> just blaze away mate as long as you get your blocks correct yeah, you should be but fine. It's, um, I've slowed it down. I've slowed down a little bit going through a second time because Mass Effect came out, which is lots of fun. Oh yeah, yeah I want to play that as well. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, so horror news this week. Uh, Andy dropped a bombshell on us this morning that uh, Desiree Gold has passed away from Sleepaway Camp, the famous Aunt Martha. Uh, yeah, so sad news. You hit us with that first thing this morning before I even had a chance to truly wake up. Uh, what I know, sorry, sorry guys, ruined your day early. But like, <laughs> what, what, no, like, what? It's it's got to be up there, you know, with the shark in Jaws and things like that for notable, memorable performances in a horror film for people who aren't on screen that long. What a time! Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the standouts. Such a <clears throat> there's there's not words for that performance in Sleepaway Camp, but very notable certainly. Hmm. Uh, I've only ever seen Sleepaway Camp just the once, and it was when we covered it on this very podcast. Uh, me and Andy did a, had a little screening at the Bristol Bad Film Club as well of that. Uh, and I think at the Bristol Bad Film Club gonna start doing screens again sometime soon. We did a couple remotely while we were in lockdowns. I'm hopeful they'll start up for for real again soon because. I think it's overdue. I'd love to get back in there and enjoy another bad film. I've seen some great movies. The movies weren't great, but I had a great time yeah. with, um, think, with them a few times. I think the last one I went to was uh, Yeti. Is that... It's called like... What's it called? It's called Yeti, and it's got another tagline. Yeti! People say... <laughs> yeah, there was Love. Yeti, and then they did... Um, pre-lockdown, they also did Death Spa. I had tickets, but then couldn't travel on the day, oh, so yeah, I gave them to one of my uh, friends at work to go. Um, yeah. I had a great time. I'm trying to remember what this Yeti horror movie's called. Nah, it'll come to me. Uh, yeah, so obviously starting off horror news section with a little bit of bad news. Uh, and then also today, the trailer dropped for Edgar Wright's new movie, Last Night in Soho, which although isn't, I don't think it's traditionally a horror movie, psychological thriller. And for the last minute or so of the trailer, 
you could pretty much say it's a it's a horror movie of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, this counts. is <laughs> definitely. So this is coming out in October, October twenty second, twenty twenty one. Stars Anya Taylor Joy, Thomasin McKenzie. Thomasin McKenzie's from Jojo Rabbit, right? I thought I recognised her. Yes. Uh, okay. So yeah. Brief synopsis: A young girl passionate about fashion, fashion design, passionate, passionate. <laughs> passionate about fashion, designing it, is mysteriously <laughs> able to enter the nineteen sixties where she encounters her idol, a daz- a dazzling wannabe singer. But nineteen sixties London is not what it seems, and time seems to be to fall apart with shady consequences. I think it looks amazing. It looks so. I mean, I'm a massive Edgar Wright fan, anyway. But it is so interesting to see him kind of lean away from comedy and do something a bit using his sort of stylistic uh, bravura yep. on something that's not for the for the gags. But he is amazing at doing those gags. But like this film looks like it's going to be really interesting. Maybe a slightly more stylistic uh, black black sort of like Darren Aronofsky's kind of psychological horror that kind of vibe, but a bit more yeah. uh, stylistic and, and fun, I guess. It looks mm-hmm. great. Like it looks great, and like unless it's like a double bluff, and it, you know, he turns it around, and it's Simon Pegg Nicholas. It. It's, yeah, it's Nicholas Lindhurst after her for stealing his goodnight sweetheart stick. Then feel free to spool through. <laughs> then, um, apart from that, then um, if it's as it appears in the trailer, it looks great. It looks Ooh. awesome. Oh Jesus, werewolves! For once, that's off. for once that's not one of mine. It's one of the. Uh, it's not one of yours. Are they barking at a helicopter? I can hear a helicopter really loud outside. Actually, I'm I'm thinking I'm way closer to you than I am. A little bit further than that. Uh, <laughs> helicopter passes over shortly. We'll know exactly. Uh, what else we got? So, Hocus Pocus Two is coming to Disney Plus for Halloween next year. The original cast are returning. I'm kind of glad that this has got confirmed finally because I feel like it's been one of those sequels that you always see shared. Do you know when people share like a crappy fan poster? Yeah. Well, like usually... a fan-made trailer that's like... Yeah. Um... Oh, man. It's got like a million views as well. It is. Honestly, my is a pet peeve of mine, usually shared by like mums. I mean, and dads. But people of a certain age who will share, share these posters and trailers and say, can't wait. Love the first one, <laughs> and then you look at it, and it's like, what the fuck is yeah. that? I don't. Oh, so it's like it's not make... confirmed, surely. <laughs> for, for clarity, I, I'm not offended by people making fun fan made trailers when they say fun fan made trailers. I hate it when they're positioned as like real, real thing. Yeah, it's like Gremlins three finally, and it's like that's fan made trailers. Stop it. <laughs> fan made trailers, fan made posters, wonderful. I love seeing them. Love seeing good ones. Uh, but it's when they're shared under the pretense that they're real and that this is the f- official announcement and the, pay- the page that they've shared it from is like, movies, one, two, three, underscore, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and they've shared it. Say, so Hocus Pocus 2 is finally coming out. And honestly, I think I've been seeing Hocus Pocus 2 fan art. Well, not fan art, but fan posters ever since I joined Facebook, maybe in 2007. So finally, I can go onto Facebook now and be free of that. Are you a big um, Hocus Pocus guy, Ben? You've been looking forward to it since your uh, youth. <laughs> I like Hocus Pocus. It's one of those movies that my sister used to watch on repeat. So it's probably yeah. one of the films that I've seen a good it's several um, dozen times. Doug Jones, isn't it? As the uh, Doug Jones, yeah. And it's Doug guy. Jones's birthday today, I believe. 
I think I saw how, that on Twitter. How did you know that? <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> invite to his birthday Doug, party. <laughs> Doug Jones? No, he didn't invite me. That's why. That's why I'm fuming. He was yeah. born on the 24th of May. It was yesterday. Sorry, Doug Jones. No wonder you were invited. Old. Listening. Yeah. Oh, man. It always <laughs> happens. I'm terrible with birthdays. Uh, it even happened to me this week where I said to someone I consider a very good friend, have you had a good week? Yeah, they were like, yeah, it was my birthday yesterday. I was like, fuck! <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm terrible with stuff like that. Even like family yeah, yeah, members. Yeah. It's just expected now. 100%. Like, me too. But then people still get annoyed. And I go, you need to understand, I don't know anyone's birthday except my daughter's. It's the main uh, reason I'm... for keeping a Facebook account, right? So it can remind exactly. you. <laughs> but have you, heard, have you heard about this? Some people have a Facebook and they don't put their birthday on there. Yeah. What's the point? Because they don't want... <laughs> Grow up, unfined attention. Just put your birthday on there. Because I haven't got, an ad- got like an address book with all people's birthdays written down or a little notebook. Well, like I mean, maybe freak. people are a bit weird about their age. I mean... It's rude to ask someone to raise normally, isn't it? Yeah. And you're asking them to put it out for not just you, can, you for everyone. You don't have to put you don't have to put your age on there. You can put this your birthday. I feel they could work to. it out from the birthday, can't they? Well, no, because I don't think you have to actually put the year you were born on there. You can uh, put okay. the date. Yeah. Yeah. See, they thought about it. Zuckerberg's thought about all this stuff, you know? He's a yeah. sneaky little so and so, isn't he? <laughs> He's got uh, all the tr- <laughs> Yeah. So that I mean that should be fun. It to be fair, it just says Three young women accidentally bring the Sanderson sisters back to modern day Salem. That's pretty much it. And that's kind of could be mean. anything though. I think I've only ever seen Hocus Pocus the once oh, way really? back. So maybe time for a refresh for when the new one comes out. It's it's good. It's good. it's a family like movie. It. I'm sure I'll catch up even if I don't. Yeah, hmm. I haven't yeah. seen it. Like time. a tenet, or you're not going to follow it, Soz. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'll watch it again, but. I'd... I'm not sure it'll hold up amazingly. No, 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 no. But again, it's one of those films I've probably seen it too much to appreciate mm. it now. It's just kind of like, seen it, move on. Yeah. Uh, don't know if you saw this as well. So, R.L. Stein's Fear Street trilogy event begins on July the 2nd on Netflix. It's free movies over three weeks, one killer story. So, it's um, it looks like something, some sort of slasher type thing set in 1994 1978 and then 1666 so it's like a witch hunt it sounds yeah. a little bit like something called the halloween horrors of old mill lane reconstituted to be on fear street rather than old mill lane don't you think andy conduit i would say it does listen rl stein listen Probably, Ronald uh, probably. Liam Stein. I, mean, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, what's his full name? Let's say, objectively, maybe you beat us to it, but come on now, a little bit of respect, please. Robert <laughs> Lawrence Stein. I gotta say that I like. Um, I can't. I can no longer separate him. Having watched the Goosebumps movie on yeah. a plane, now in my mind, R.L. Stein is just Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The movie's all right. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. It was all right. I've um, seen the sequel. I don't know if I've seen the sequel. What's the sequel called? Haunted Halloween. I'm pretty sure I've seen it, actually. Um, yeah. I think they're both all right, if I remember correctly. Goosebumps is one of those things. A TV show. I, I haven't gone back and read a book in a long time. Um, but the TV show definitely has aged. I remember watching it, enjoying the opening credits, enjoying the theme song. And as soon as it started, I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> I can't watch all of this. Come on. Even with Ryan Gosling in it. <laughs> 
Which one is Ian? I don't know. He's one of the early ones. Oh, like, Gozzers. Oh, Gozzers the, isn't there. I think the Haunted Mask still stands up because that is a horrifically, genuinely terrifying story. There was that the one. The camera, the one with the big Polaroid camera. Oh, yeah, Say Cheese and Die. And the monster theme park. But then after yeah. that, I start to get um, mix up with uh, is it, Are You, Are you Afraid of the Dark? Dark? That's the one I watched a lot of. I watched there's more like, of that one, I think. There's episodes of that that I remember being really scary. There's like a, a, a clown from a comic book that comes out of the comic book. Ah. There was like a, a, a pirate ghost, kind of like a fog ghost that comes out of a swimming pool. There are loads of good episodes of that. But I might be getting mixed up with Goosebumps episodes. I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm just looking now at some of the cover designs of Goosebumps books as well. The illustrations are amazing. And I also remember having the Goosebumps books where it's like three and one. Did you ever you ever remember them? Where it was like, I don't know, the one to three or four to six. And it was super, super chunky. And you just felt like an absolute legend. I mean, absolute dweeb, but legend. Because you, you had a free... A free book strong yeah but if anyone messed with you you've got a big heavy book to whop them with exactly no one to mess with me exactly clunk there we go have it Um, there we go you know if you're if you're a big fan of are you afraid of the dark or goosebumps or similar let us know your favorite episodes maybe we'll try and check a couple out yeah that'd be good yeah that would be a good little because i think on this podcast we've covered i think we did one of the Stranger Things series, didn't we, Luke? If you remember correctly, yeah, we did one on. on the Stranger yeah. Things series. We've done a at least one like video game special. Hmm. We Christmas they, horror we've, movies, like we've yeah, we've done Christmas horror movies as a special. We've toyed with the idea of doing a comic books thing one day. Maybe yeah. uh, we we'll get some recommendations. Out. We'll do a bit of a a look back yeah. over some of RL's best. Well. Gem on last week, Gem from My Turn Podcast last week said she was pretty keen on getting involved with a future, another vid- horror video games episode. And then we discussed possibly doing a horror video games quiz. We did. Wow. And that would be. I'm, I'm cooking something up, guys. I'm working cooking something it. up. In, yeah. Because in you've got the, con- you... the Conduit Turner kitchen. Yeah. In the Cuisine <laughs> de Conduit Turner. I'm, I'm in there. I'm. I'm... Boiling up the pans, rustling up <laughs> quiche. Not quiche. Getting my, se- quiz. Getting my seasoning ready. <laughs> I always you've got, that. You've got two I'm challenges out in the open now, Ben. Now you've said this live on a live on a podcast. So if we got the video games with those guys, and you threw down like to, do to Emily a few weeks ago as well. So I've got stuff thrown down. To, I got stuff thrown down to people. I just do it when I'm in like the queue in the post office. <laughs> they turn around and they go, "All right." And I go, well, you want to go to, go to, go to quiz, do you? Want to go to a quiz? Do you know about horror me. movies, do you? Me, come on. Host <laughs> of stre- 175 episodes of a horror podcast versus you, man in the post office. I go straight on the phone to Andy Conduit too, and I go, rustle me up a, a special <laughs> round. Rustle, rustle me up a mastermind round, and I'm going to take this guy to town. Yeah. I'm yeah, just, I'll, oh, get yeah to, I'll, I'll get to work, and we'll get, it on the, we'll get it on the schedule. Get him out there. Yeah, they're always fun. I enjoy that. But next time, I'm not going to drink red <laughs> drink wine. two bottles of red wine and ruin your Resident Evil credibility. That. I mean, it was Christmas. So uh, Resident Evil cr- credibility down the pan. However, on Reminds the latest me. episode... Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was on Netflix earlier, and there was some Resident Evil animation film that popped up Yes, right on the front page. Oh, is it out now? And it was on the way? Is it, it out was now? Just it was just called Bio. I, let me have a quick look, because I was on there earlier watching Love, Death and Robots. And a thing came up saying, play now. 
and there was and a it trailer. There's just a trailer. So it should be Infinite Darkness, which I think is coming out on July the eighth. There's an animated series. Um, there are some animated movies, but I don't. I didn't know they were on Netflix. If they are, then great. Oh God, Biohazard Damnation. Oh yeah, that's the movie. That's, that's the first one. There you go. It's on there. I watched all three of those recently. It was like front page. Ah, oh, they must have just. They probably added it so that they can start promoting Infinite Darkness. Yeah. How exciting! What's Infinite Darkness is that what the new one's called? That's, that's what the new the new one's going to be like a series, isn't it? I don't know okay, if it's a short yeah. series or if it's just like a limited series. Not really sure. Yeah. There we go. That's all I got for news. Has uh, sure. anyone seen anything nice? Uh, I rewatched Psycho Gorman. Um, for with some uh, people, it was a little movie night. Uh, we did, I did a couple of movie nights. Psycho Gorman. Uh, we've done it on the show. I think. It's still got its problems in, in the third act. I think if you really want our opinions, go and listen to the, the episode on it. But episode it's still... 165. Sorry, Ooh, Luke. Nice memory. Um, it's still got some amazingly funny bits in it. Um, I mean, they, they didn't take it out. Didn't take those out at all. They just left the funny bits in. <laughs> um, I mean, like the, the hunky boys bit. The bit that really cracks me up is the... The bit where Psycho says to that, the kid said it was nice meeting you. And Psycho Gorman said, it'd be nice if you were dead. <laughs> and the kid's like, okay, bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Love That's you, a good bye. moment. Yeah. It's such a fun movie. It's so, so fun. I'm, I'm due it's to watch on, it again at some point. It's on Shudder now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's on Shudder now. Sweet. Very nice. <sighs> Anybody, um, anything else? Andy? Um, apart from playing Resident Evil um, and not horror related, but you know the dubious pleasure of going back over some like old eight bit Sonic games. Some are very good, some are harrowing. Um, yeah, apart from that, like nothing really. Just just a week's movie anniversary. Of yeah, Sonic this year. So this year, I've been inspired yeah. to go back. So apart from that, um, the cinemas are open again, but I won't talk about what I'm about to go and see at the cinema, because obviously it's uh, that's another story for another episode. Yeah. Yeah, so that particular film I saw this week back at the cinema, uh, I think we are going to do that next week, right? Is that right? I think so, yeah, I need to see it this weekend. It's good to see it, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I won't talk about the film, but I will talk about my experience back in the cinema, because it's lovely to oh, be real back life horrors. Real life horrors. Uh, freezing cold. Obviously, I think they've, in view cinemas, they've got some sort of like fresh air system going on, which is obviously great. Uh, but yeah, freezing cold, nipples erect. L- nipples like cigar butts the whole duration of the film. <laughs> Literally in like a coat and a jacket, just sat there like that, freezing my arse off. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, just remembering, obviously, for however long we've been not able to go to cinemas, watching films in the comfort of our own homes, pausing it when you need a wee, uh, being wrapped up in a blanket, lovely, not having to listen to other people. Oh my God, listen to other people. It's going to sound like a, make me sound like a miserable old man, but two people behind us just chatting the whole way through. No matter how many times I've given the evils, just shut the fuck <laughs> up, innit? Yeah, if you're if you're one of those people, again, not to make us sound like miserable, miserable old men, <laughs> so... I'll say it in a in a maybe a, a youthful cadence. If you're one of those people that thinks it's okay to talk through films, fuck off. Yeah, get to fuck. You <laughs> know what you should do next time. You, next time you give them the evils, pop a couple of blue LEDs in your eyeballs. And give them the <laughs> evil robot zombie eyeballs at yeah. them. <laughs> I don't know if I could. I can't even put 
contacts, contacts in the eyes. I reckon yeah. I'd struggle with blue LED, yes. blue LEDs. Also, sorry, there's a last complaint I'm going to make about going back to cinema. <laughs> Someone waltzed in after about 40 minutes and just sat down. <laughs> you like, like, missed it. <laughs> what is the point? Just what is the point? You've paid money to watch a film and you've missed 40 minutes of it. Even if a film was on for free on the TV and I've missed 40, 40 minutes of it, I still can't fully relax. I'm still like, yeah. what's happened in the first 40 minutes? I can't. Uh, yeah. So that was that. But then I did get to cinema like probably like three days later and had a far better experience. I went to see Total Recall, the 30th anniversary, 4K restoration. Uh, it was a lovely time. I got told I could finish early from work. So I was like, what am I going to do with this newfound time? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a massive coffee, go and sit in a VIP seat and watch uh, probably one of the most quotable Arnie movies ever. Well, they're all quotable pretty much, aren't they? Mm. But <laughs> I think it, it might 4K, be one of my... It's in my top two Arnie films, I think. I really yeah. like it, a recall. It's definitely up there. And what's really strange is that a lot of these anniversary restoration movies that I've seen over the last few years have been Arnie movies. So I saw Terminator 2, which was like the 25th anniversary or something. Yeah. Um, I saw Predator, which I think was also the 30th anniversary. It must just be yeah. sort of coming around to that. They're all yeah. kicking around this time. You'll get like a Red Heat anniversary movie soon. Kindergarten cop 4K restoration. As soon as there's a jingle all the way, 30th anniversary 4K restoration movie comes out, I'm going to quit life because, yeah, that makes me You've peaked Jake Lloyd and Arnold Schwarzenegger together at last. <laughs> end of days, 4K restoration. Oh, end, end of days. That would be the end of days at that point. I'm pretty sure that was 2000, wasn't it? Could we get away with doing end of days on here? The devil's in it. It's a horror movie, surely. Horror action. It's like, as horror is, it's constant time. If that counts as horror. Um, Supernatural action horror film. There we go. Yeah. It's on there the list. Go. Put it on the spreadsheet it's then. Sold. It's official. Get on the spreadsheet. Uh, I, I also I had a bit of an Arnie double bill because uh, I watched True Lies as well. Because I thought, it's been a lot of years since I've seen that. True Lies like, is great. It is a I great action remember movie. It Maybe it's a bit probo politically for the, the choice of where your villains are from and everything. And you know, <laughs> But other than that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, but I know it was kind of like you obviously in action movies you go through different phases of time of who the villains are, don't you? Russians, uh, yeah, this English <laughs> people, it, English, but it's always English people, isn't it? It's always yeah. an English villain. There's always a Gary Oldman English hijacking. Oh no, he's Russian hijacking Air Force One. Uh, but yeah, True Lies, great action movie. I feel like it's got everything in terms of an action movie and it's like really really funny without ever really being a comedy yeah Arnie's a funny guy yeah uh, but yeah that's pretty much it for me this week I did watch one other thing um, someone in, our, in the Hawk and Cleaver Facebook group mentioned Banshee Chapter and it came up a couple of times and I was like I've been meaning to watch that for ages now it's meant to be like a, a different adaptation of From Beyond uh, the Lovecraft story um, and I just t- tapped it into Amazon Prime, and it was it was on Prime. I accidentally pressed play, and then just watched it. Um, <laughs> it's a found footage movie. It, it came out in 2014. Weirdly, it looks like it came out in 2004. Like I don't know what they filmed it on it, but it looks really rough. Um, 2004 film. Yeah, Stock. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I think well, I did the video. I think like some kind of. I don't think really that had a huge budget. It did have the guy. You know, in Silence of the Lambs, the killer guy, the actual killer, not um, 
I can't remember his name. Oh, Ted Levine. Uh, yeah. Buffalo Bill. He played uh, basically Buffalo. Hunter S. Thompson. Like he played <laughs> a kind of version of Hunter S. Thompson in this movie. So it was a weird mix of, of stuff. It was like, it had like, it's about a guy who was filming himself taking uh, uh, DMT uh, and recreating the project's MK Ultra government experiments by himself and like doing keeping a video diary of it. Uh, and then what he found is basically from beyond, you turn on a resonator and it turns your brain to a receiver. It was doing the DMT does the same thing. And it's like, if, uh, okay. if you can see them, that means they can see you. But then at some point, it becomes a bit of a, a government conspiracy thing. The main character goes to the Hunter S. Thompson's character's place. He's, he's right into DMT. He's sneaking into people's drinks and stuff. Suddenly, it becomes like a, a Hunter S. Thompson and this girl going to the government labs um, and finding the original resonator and where all these experiments were done. And it's got a couple of creepy moments. It does have some found footage problems with the the scary bits. They're just like, oh, the camera glitches out and gets gets crazy for a bit. And so you have no idea what's going on. Uh, but the overall, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a really quite unique. The whole Hunter S. Thompson vibe added quite a lot to it, I've got to say. I'll have to give that a go. That sounds good. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it is, yeah. It is interesting. I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of it before. Yeah, it, it came up in a few like, a uh, good Lovecraft adaptation list um, over the years. Is that going to be your next? Now you've done your post-apocalypse phase. Are you going to do like Lovecraft adaptations? Binge? Or have you already done that? Completed it? It was. It was very small list. It's from Beyond adaptations. There's just the two <laughs> movies there. <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny list. Yeah. There we go. Uh, that's it. That's it. Other than that, uh, Resident Evil and watched a few more episodes of Love, Death, and Robots. Mm-hmm. One more episode to go, I think. And the big and the main event that's been it's been building on Netflix for a while, right? The film of the week. It's yeah, been like a like the hype train's been going since what early this year. Yeah, and it seems yeah. like everyone watched it this weekend. It really does seem like every with like varied responses to it, yeah. but at the same time, I guess like before we go any further, like. I think make a point of it when we're talking about a newer film. We'll go full spoilers on this eventually, right? So yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, if you yeah, haven't watched this... it yet, if you're one of the two people, then <laughs> full spoilers you're ahead. To watch it, give it a rest. This we'll, yeah. we'll we'll have a little roundup initially with no spoilers, but then pretty much as soon as we start discussing the plot, we're mm-hmm. gonna be spoiling the living hell out of this shit. Yeah. So, Army of the Dead is a 2021 American zombie heist film directed and co-produced by Zack Snyder. Um, Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Uh, It's probably worth mentioning that I think Snyder co-wrote it. As far as I can tell, he produced it and he shot it. He's like the yeah. cinematographer as well. Yeah, he's the director he's of photography. His... He was written. He's catered it. Catered. Yeah. <laughs> this is truly Zack Snyder's. This is truly Zack Snyder's, and then title of film. I'd say yeah. not all of his films are quite increasing as his career has gone on. His films become Zack Snyder's insert title of film. This one is the textbook example of it. Yeah. Yeah, and there's obviously not going to be a Snyder cut of this movie because this is a Snyder cut. I think well, he's made that you point. You say that, even you still. You say that, 
It depends how, how, find how, a how, the films are, how the films are received. <laughs> if the films are films are received favorably, he's like, yeah, that's right, that's a Snyder cut. If they're received badly, he goes, bloody studio, get a Snyder cut out. <laughs> there's, there's another, there's another cut of that. Yeah. Uh, so this is what people are saying. Well, the ratings, uh, IMDb have it at six out of ten. The critics on Rotten Tomatoes has given it seventy percent. The audience is giving it seventy six. Letterbox is it two out of five. So quite harsh over in the letterbox crowd. Um, a few reviews here. Aberford T says, give us a chance. Five stars. <laughs> I'm not too sure what he means by that. Like, it was so good. Give us a chance, Zach. <laughs> give us a bloody chance. <laughs> yeah. Give someone uh, else a chance at making a good film. Charmaine put, it is by going down into the abyss where we recover the treasures of life. Where you stumble, there lies your treasure. Oh, yeah, Half a star. What- that's what the dude said, wasn't it? Oh, I just thought she was saying that. I just thought that was her. That's like, what uh, a, a, particular a particular character said right at the right near the end. We'll get to that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so, Florence. I feel like I've used one of Florence's reviews before. Uh, if you care about zombies, this might scratch your itch. Oh, yeah. If you care about zombies, this might scratch your itch. But dramatically speaking, the film is embarrassingly flaccid, not to mention it's uselessly long. I think she's got something on the, on the brain here. <laughs> Doesn't work uh, even as background noise. Disaster, a million steps back for filmmaking. It's weird because she starts out by saying, it, you know, you might like this, but dramatically speaking, it's embarrassing, flaccid, uselessly long. Doesn't It's a disaster. It's a million a million steps back for filmmaking. Flaccid this is making... <laughs> filmmaking like she's, ang- <laughs> she's angry at someone other than this film. You yeah. as well have said, like, you, you, this film may scratch us if you're a prick. <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> yeah. if you're a dumb... <laughs> You've got two brain cells that you can't even rub together. Yeah. Uh, this, right, this, if, this if it's your sort of thing, then it's for you. Yeah. I don't know um, if you've got it in front of you, Luke. Have you got, um, have you got Hideo's um, oh, review? No. I can get it, though. Um. Yeah, so initially when I saw him post about it, I was like, so did he like it or not? <laughs> <laughs> I thought exactly yeah. the same. And I, I didn't really get what he was getting at, but having now seen the movie, I feel like I understand what he yeah. means. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, as I'm getting that one up, I've got another one. Crap, <laughs> Captain Crust, not Captain Crust. Um, <laughs> Captain Crust. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> one of the best zombie apocalypse movies I have seen in recent years. This film is totally nuts, but in the best kind of way. But all killer star cast. Watching Theo Rossi get killed, it always lots of fun, but the cast absolutely killed it in this one. This film is so much gore and action, all crammed into one. It fetches intelligent zombies, rated than just brain dead zombies. So do not fear, it is as far from walking dead as you can get. For God's sake, it fetches a zombie tiger and a zombie horse of all the usual heist movie genre fetches. You want to go see and go check Maze and Flick out. Five stars. Was that all oh. one sentence? Was that all yeah, one, all one sentence. There's not even a full stop. So probably, I feel, you probably would have carried on going if they had, if they had yeah. the chance. I feel, <laughs> even if it isn't in caps, it definitely appears. Luckily, all caps. Luckily, his internet cut off. Uh, I've got the Hideo review. <laughs> have, you got, have you got the Hideo review? Yeah, you go for it. Okay. So uh, he says, I watched Army of the Dead, which is now available on Netflix. It was a painful entertaining snidering zombie movie that entertained me by turning my head into a zombie <laughs> not to scare me not to make me laugh not not to make a metaphor for society and then the first comment is is this a positive or a negative review um and i still don't know 
Hence <laughs> <laughs> Tammy by setting my head know. into a zombie. Yeah. Yeah, but think... the fact is, he says it's painful, which makes it sound bad. But then he says entertaining. Then he says snidering, which like I'm like, well, it does feel like Hideo Kojima of all people. I feel like he would be on Zach's snide, Zach snide, Zach's side. Yeah. Um, because in terms of like a, a person completely leaning into their weirdness, their uniqueness, and mm. and just not caring about conventions or anyone's expectations, Hideo is the biggest culprit for that kind of thing. Yeah, and he, and didn't if he it... would have complained that it was overly long, which he didn't, <laughs> but if he would have, you would have been like, well, there's there's like a walking section you know, in Death Stranding that's longer than the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but because th- they're both like auteurs, aren't they? In yeah. whichever, however, whatever way you look at that word, I would always describe Zack Snyder as an auteur because you can just all you need to do is watch thirty seconds of a film. You can really, recognize and I feel like you can identify it. Mm. And I don't have the technical language to be able to explain this. I think the difference between really distinctive directors like Hideo Kojima or Edgar Wright, who you mentioned earlier on as well, and um, and Zack Snyder, I feel Zack Snyder, the things that you can see from him, like it's a lot of the reference material that he comes from. He really wears his references on his sleeve, for good or ill, however you take those. When you mm. watch one of Zack Snyder's movies, you can see the inspiration and where they came from, be it the source material, yeah. if it's an adaptation, be it whatever's in popular culture that he's absorbed and cranked up to 11 in the in the delivery of it. It's uh, That's part of his unique style. Yeah, I mean, there there is a making of documentary on Netflix as well, like 30 minutes long, and I did watch a, a, a video on YouTube where it was him talking about his career. He doesn't seem to take himself too seriously. I think he understands what makes a cool film, what is fun to watch. Um, and yeah, I don't think he seems to take the whole process yeah. that seriously. Yeah. I think, and I think he seems to have genuine love for it. I think, I think for, the the thing. Thing, for the most part, I've, I've enjoyed every Zack Snyder film. I was very disappointed by Batman versus Superman and I didn't really rate Sucker Punch at all, but mm-hmm. that was yeah. it. I think every other movie he's made, I've kind of been there. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on that. Like Batman v Superman should have been great, and it was. I think they overdid it. The ultimate it. cuts all right. I'll say. I don't know. It's longer. I've seen that. <laughs> so um, it's longer. I've still not watched. I've still not watched the Justice. I've still not watched the Snyder cut of the Justice League either. Oh, yeah, but um, yeah. I really like. I really like Dawn of the Dead. Um, I would quite happily stand up and say I enjoy his version of Watchmen. I think it's I think it's excellent. Three hundred. I yeah, think three hundred's good. Watchmen and Man of Steel are solidly in my top five superhero movies. Interesting. I've not seen Man of Steel for a long time, so I don't really remember it. I was gonna say top ten, but then I was thinking, yeah, but if I had to smash a list out right now, I think I'd they'd both be in the top five, I think, yeah. So and especially hearing him talk about Watchmen, like he's, he seems to have nothing but respect for the source material and and Alan Moore. And of course, he understands. He's got like a little knowing wink where he's like, look, I know I've had to go and make a Hollywood movie out of something that Alan Moore never wanted made into a horror, into a Hollywood movie and didn't think could translate to that. But I think he was the best person for the job because I think he even says, they're going to make this movie with or without me. So the fact that I went ahead and said, yes, I'll do it, 
is because at least I'm in control about what they keep in there. Yeah. And from a and visual a lot point of view, we did a like I think it's the same with Watchmen and with 300 as well. Um, from a visual point of view, taking all those really strong visual cues and almost recreating panels within, you know, within motion, he does incredibly, incredibly well. Um, and then you get things like Sucker Punch, which is what a two-hour music video. <laughs> oh man. I don't even, I don't really don't remember it very well. I just remember not liking it. So it's hard to say much about it really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, certainly to our point, like he's a very visually distinctive director. He was a painter, wasn't he? I think he was um studying like yeah, art. Right. Yeah, I think his parents were painters or something as well. Um so I think he studied painting in, in London somewhere. So I think it was quite a big thing. It's weird because he kind of came out of nowhere. Dawn of Dead was his first yeah, yeah, I think he was doing music videos before that, was he not? Oh, okay, yeah. And you can see what you can see where that skill set came from because he yeah. puts together a very good visual, a very good visual set piece, and he has a big passion for setting action scenes to music. Yeah, yeah. like he yeah. does. Well, I think does it an awful lot, and you know, to sometimes it's, great effect. It's influenced a lot of modern blockbusters as well, and the way they sort of even the way they choreograph action sequences now especially with like music especially with like trailers for movies now they feel like they're all edited in a way that feels like it's a trailer for a Zack Snyder movie yeah and i yeah. think to no fault of his own potentially what well, you can argue like if it's been what's driven some of the successes and remakes of things is it been capitalizing on that i think where he's become such a um like a polarizing like director and filmmaker is less about him and more about the the fan reaction to him. And then you end up with counters and then counters to that counter getting stronger on both sides until both voices are yeah. incredibly loud. Because the people that I would say go really onto the one side of it, you would think from some of the reviews you're reading that his films are almost a religious experience. And I'm sure he himself doesn't take them that seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are entertaining or not depending on what you what you make of them but there are any sort of people who will fight you to the death on the internet about how hey this is the best film in the world now and um anyone who says this isn't a a great film just doesn't get it and then as a result you will get people who are incredibly anti as a as a result of it and i did jokingly draw, draw a line when someone there was a uh, an article this week saying, "Oh, he says there's a, a director's cut of um, a director's cut of Sucker Punch ready to go." <laughs> like, no more. That's the line. We stop yeah. now. <laughs> I, yeah. I get annoyed like like pick, picking out letterbox reviews. There's like a few people who are like, uh, "Zach should be dead," and one guy was like, "Just put me in a room with Zach Snyder. I dare you." <laughs> I'm like, what? What? It's just a film about zombies. Why are you wanting him to be like? Why do you want to hurt, like physically hurt him? What that that that's obviously not a real emotion. They're just kind of getting worked up in the in the You know, you know what you're getting in. You know what you're going in for when you watch a Zack Snyder movie. Surely, so if you're yeah. gonna watch um, a movie that drops on Netflix the same weekend as it comes out, and you know it's a two and a half hour long zombie heist movie, sh- I mean, what else are you expecting? At what point? At what point in that film? What plot point 
made you think, I want to punch that man in the face. <laughs> I want to physically change his life. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to deny that some of the story was a bit lax. It definitely feels overly long. It could have been cut by 30, 40 minutes and probably still, I still would have enjoyed it just as much. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. There are some plot holes that are bigger than Dave Batista's trap muscles <laughs> that, <laughs> that, uh, you know there are and it's it's very easy to go oh really what are yeah. they doing and all that stuff especially at a particular point in the movie where there's um, a deadline and I'm like no not at any point are they is anyone getting out alive now this is happening the deadline I feel like that was suddenly thrust in I feel like so much more film left and then suddenly the film went, actually, we've got 30 minutes until something bad happens. Yeah. That kind of stressed me out. And bit. also you're right in the deadline, make it an hour. <laughs> yeah, make it an hour. The fact that the fact that so much had to happen between in when the deadline was set. 15 minutes. So, so yeah. I mean, I'm 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 sort of getting off off topic. But yeah. as fact is that there obviously are significant problems that if you really wanted to pick it apart that are clearly there, apart from that, I think it's a lot of fun I, yeah. I had a lot of fun yeah. I thought I had some really same. good, really good it's characters worth the, it's worth with the reaction just just addressing that though I think I think it's a very very strong point that you can like or dislike the movie but you know if I whether I liked or disliked any of his movies if I saw Zack Snyder chances are out of context with him without him presenting a film wouldn't recognise him anyway but um, if I did I'd say oh Zack Snyder hello yeah Right, Zach. Is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Are you sure? No, I'm, joking. I'm joking. That's fine. You said put me in a room I with him. <laughs> put me in a room with him right now. I will slap him. Uh, you say that. We say put me in a room with him. I'm pretty sure he's into his fitness quite heavily, uh, and I've seen him with his shirt off. Um, just he posted online. Oh, yeah. and he didn't send me his picture directly. I um, mean, seems like he's in good shape. I feel like he could knock your head off. Yeah, or maybe then maybe we're just maybe we're being unfair to the lunatics on the internet. Maybe they're saying put me in a room with him, and I will calmly explain to him <laughs> why my, <he's> my <laughs> idea for the for the portrayal of the Joker would have been slightly different. Yeah. Uh, so who we got in the film? Uh, Dave Batista. Dave Batista, not Batista. Dave Batista is a smaller, uh, angrier version. Dave Batista. <laughs> we all know who Dave Batista is. He's um. I really, really like David Batista. He's, he's got like a sucker. He's a huge, gentle giant. His head, look, and especially when he's like wearing tiny glasses, it looks like a small moon or something. And like it's it's so round and like so full of craters and stuff. And but it's so nice. It's like he's he's a mountain of a of a person. Where you got the rock, he's a similar shape, uh, but he's kind of full of life and charis- charisma. Dave's a calmer kind of. Mm. more zen like uh person yeah I've, yeah i think of everyone who's come out of ww and gone into acting dave seems to have the i was gonna say range but i don't think it's range he, there's something about him arm reach arm reach yeah. <laughs> he's got such a great wingspan is what i'm saying <laughs> about dave batista i don't know i just feel like he's in a lot of different things and he seems to bring something different to each role even though He's kind of playing himself most of the time. Whereas I feel like someone like The Rock or John Cena, I feel like there's a lot more... Um, <laughs> what am I trying to say? I guess there's a lot more understated, his performances. It's understated a lot more is un- the thing. Like, his yeah. Drax humour is probably a good example. He, he 
doesn't oversell anything. He just hum, like he just delivers lines quite dry, and that, that dryness is quite refreshing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, quite an extensive cast of mostly people I don't recognize. Mostly, I'm going to say unknowns, but unknown to me, I guess. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Ella, so Ella he, Purnell. Ella um, Purnell is Kate Ward, so that's Dave Bautista's daughter, estranged daughter. Uh, and then there's like the team who make up the the team of I was going to say mercenaries, but none of them are really mercenaries, are they? Except maybe a few. Yeah, well, they were mercenaries in a not yet released series that will show them as being mercenaries apart that's from right, the opening yeah. section, which is kind of what the opening section and and I mean. I thought the opening credits... Oh, wait, why am I saying that? Let's talk about who's in it first. I'll talk about the opening credits in a second. <laughs> so they got Amari Hardwick, who is... Uh, what's his name? Vanderho. He's like a soldier. Soldier dude. Um, then we've got Anna de la, la uh, wow. Reguera, who's Scott's friend, slash mechanic, slash love interest. It's all going on. Um, yeah. And then there's like loads of other characters who make up that. Someone called Nora Arnazider, um, who played Lily slash the coyote. I thought she was great. I thought she was probably one of the best characters in it as well. Yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah. Loads of kick-ass women as well, including uh, so Tig Nataro as Marianne Peters, helicopter pilot, who replaced um, Chris uh, D'Elia digitally, didn't she? So they replaced... She was inserted into the film digitally to replace him, which really good I job. only... I only really noticed it maybe twice. Yeah, and I wanted to go back and watch that afterwards, like because yeah. I didn't know before I watched it. I sort of want to go back and see again if I then notice. But if I hadn't known, I don't think I'd have picked up at all. Yeah. Uh, Mate- Matthias Zweighofer, who is the German crack safer. Crack safer. <laughs> the crack safer. If your crack <laughs> isn't safe, you need this up. fellow in. that's not a safe crack there let me go to work on it Uh, Ludwig brings in his cork (laughs) brings in a big old cork that's all he needs and I've also got uh, Hiroyuki Sanada who who plays who orchestrates the heist aka Scorpion yeah yeah Uh, and then obviously there's quite it's quite an extensive cast because obviously there's a lot of zombie fodder Every yeah. dancer working in Hollywood today as an extra. Every, every dancer slash gymnast slash uh, parkour expert as a zombie. Yeah. The parkour industry is a lot to thank Zack Snyder for. Oh yeah, think about there in in a hundred mile radius. There were there were no parkour. There was no parkour action. They're yeah, all on they, set of Army of the Dead. Literally, just going in. There's a big old line. Like makeup chairs, you park all your way over the railings through the car park into the doors, sit on your makeup chair, turn you out there, back onto set, out onto fake. Well, another fake interesting Vegas. thing. Another interesting thing. If you watch the, do you watch the documentary? The, no, 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 yet, no. Oh, so they talk about the the makeup process for the main zombies and some of the others, but they were like they got absolutely loads of people in and kind of just put masks on them and like add them in like shitty clothing for like the distant shots which I thought was quite interesting because they were like usually we'd, we'd make everybody up but to save time and money we just got people in and put a little mask on their head which is nice yeah you gotta save money when your zombie movies an hour longer than most of them are <laughs> you gotta save money when you're bankrolled by a multi-million pound 
this did seem like a, a huge budget for i think maybe the from the looks of it like one of the biggest budgeted horror movies i how zombie movies i can remember he's maybe had since. the script he's had the script work in in the works though for a long old time right it's like early 2000s he first so started on this just after dawn of the dead he wrote the light treatment for it um not as a sequel i don't believe i think it was kind of like just another idea he had he was like imagine loads of zombies in las vegas be proper mental wouldn't it someone went yeah and then i think obviously he got into making maybe therein lies the issue though because if he started this all this time ago maybe as a young filmmaker he's worked on the same laptop all this time and his delete key doesn't work because he seems like he's had like 15 years to put more stuff in but nothing has left this uh Thing yeah. as we'll cover there's so much in it it's incredibly incredible like spoilers beginning shortly everyone that hasn't left that is cared that cares about spoilers but there is so much stuff in here which purposefully isn't explained but is there's an extra layer or potential layer to the entire story and i think if you were i was karen didn't watch this with me she was away for the weekend so like when I was explaining what happened in the movie to her, there are several points. She was like, you started, you started making this up. <laughs> <laughs> you have started adding stuff yourself just to see if, just to see if she goes, that sounds great. And you go, ah, that's a lie. Actually. I made that bit up. <laughs> yeah. There's no horse no. in it. Got you. You tripped. <laughs> that was a real oh, horse yeah. as well. A re- yeah. Sorry. All I'm doing is talking about things in the documentary. That was a real horse, not a CGI horse real horse in zombie gear yeah uh yeah there's like a lot of subplots in this some subplots which are a bit more interesting than others some subplots that probably could have done without um if it was a bit more streamlined i think it would have been better again i'm not saying it's bad I, overall yeah let's we'll get it out there now i enjoyed it just fine it was great but i think the difference between a 90 minute movie and a two and a half hour movie is how frequently you could sit down and put it on. If I was having a bit of a quiet afternoon or, you know, it's early evening and I fancy something for a casual watch, I could sneak a 90-minute movie on. But, like, when something's just south, it's, like, two and three quarters, something like that. It's, like, 240. Yeah. Do you think... Then you have to take a bit of pause. Do you think... um, Because a lot of streaming... Movies that go straight to streaming platforms seem to be a lot longer than movies that uh, go to theatres. Do you think... Netflix or wherever saying, uh, yeah, we we want longer run times because that means like longer watch times. The long, the yeah, more so. time people are spending watching Netflix or on Netflix, I would and say I guess so. their stats up, and that means they can get more investments and that kind of I'd thing. I'd say at very least, if it isn't an incentive, it's at least a lack of a barrier because I know when you're running for cinema, you've got to think about the number of screenings you can get in. If your film is longer, you still need time to clean the screen. You can run it less times in a day. Mm-hmm. Right, that's that's a simple fact, but you don't have that issue with you don't have that issue with Netflix. Do you? All they have to really th- concern themselves from a budget point of view is if your screenplay is X number of pages long, it's going to cost us more to make. I think they yeah. did release it in cinemas as well, though. Is that correct? had a limited run, didn't it? In certain limited cinemas in run? the US, yeah, not definitely not UK, but like um, a week ahead of us, I think a week ahead of Netflix release. I think it was yeah. out in like a selection of US cinemas. Um. So obviously a lot of people are talking about the opening credits being pretty damn awesome. And yeah, I agree. I think it's great. It almost hints to 
another film that could have existed. I know we're possibly going to be getting a lot of this in an animated series called mm. Lost Vegas. But it does hint towards another film, gives all the characters a nice bit of history. You even get like a whole character arc in the in the opening credits of a certain person. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. The only thing that bothered me, and this might just be a gripe that I've got, <clears throat> I hated the font they used on that. <laughs> Considering the title font, oh, Friday yeah, the okay. Dead yeah. is so great. The fact that they use just like a really, really basic basic and serif fonts it looked like <laughs> it just looked so so basic and even when it was like the title army of the dead i was like that looks shit why is this the font i thought that similar uh similarly for the, the font and titling in um zack snyder's justice league as well so i wonder if when yeah. he's got a hand a, a creative say so in the font it, oh. it, you know it's not so maybe it's his own font. he's yeah. been doing a lot of other jobs on the film maybe he's made the font yeah, probably. I get, and again, this this probably does sound a little bit silly, but you know when the font is consistent across the posters and all of the trailers and everything like that, I want that font slash title treatment. I want that in the film as well. I want yeah. to see it. It makes me feel like I understand the identity of the film better. If and the fact that in the trailer it's like a neon sign, a flickering neon sign, just so imagine. nicely stylized, and then you you just. Miss what is effectively an open goal or sports. Uh, it feels like that. Like imagine, imagine just that sign was just yeah. Imagine that sign was just in in the chaos yeah. of of and it pans across and then we see that like hell yeah. But yeah, like one of our first bits before we even get into our music video bit. Like, and I like this. I think this is certainly one of the most memorable and effective bits of his Dawn of the Dead is when we, you know, we have like a really sort of cold open setup which just gets you straight into action, then you get your musical kickoff first. And we get, I would say, top, definitely top three ways that we can start a, a zombie plague, right? It's people not paying proper due care and attention when they're on the road because it's near Las Vegas. There's a big old convoy of army trucks. Um, and then there's a newlywed couple that have got married in Vegas that are... Um, they're doing blowjobs on the oh, on the doing, road. Doing blowjobs. <laughs> they're doing they're doing blowjobs instead of driving. And even though the road is largely abandoned, of course, the moment you take your eyes off the road, there's a whole military convoy for you to for you to crash into. A lot like don't think I haven't noticed this, Zach, where you've got this idea from. A lot like the way Mutant Killer Snowman Jack Frost is created. Yeah. <laughs> little, yeah. little car accident. Supposed to keep um, your hands at ten and two, not ten and tip. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> Just wait yeah. till you get home. Come on. Did you? Uh, so again, spoilers. So if, you, if you're gonna watch it, go watch it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, spoilers now. I, I didn't even notice at the time, but there's meant to be some alien UFOs that fly over over yeah. the Mother. convoy. So I yeah. did see that bit. So obviously they're talking about the payloads. Is that what they refer to it? They're it's, they're bringing it from Area 51, aren't they? So obviously yeah. the the drivers of of one of the particular trucks and the convoy are making jokes about it being an alien but there is a moment and i didn't see it the first time around i only saw it when i watched one of those um things you might have missed in army of the dead yeah, yeah. Movies. That's the, the red circles and big arrows videos that you get on, on oh YouTube. yes <laughs> yeah. um and there are a couple of lights that like flash in the sky and then zoom off in the direction of the convoy so yeah even at this particular stage even though of course it's very subtle and it doesn't really have any 
say in the way that this film goes, there are rumors of this so we see it in the zombie disease be being alien. Yeah, yeah, I and think I it is aliens. Some, yeah, something that they might um, address in in this animated series, possibly. Um, but yeah, I think that's cool. Is have we seen anything like that before? I mean, I'm sure we have. But well, aliens. Uh, I've not. I've not seen Night of the Comet. Is that? That's like oh a, yeah, that's like cannibal um, killer. Yeah. People, this, isn't it? this film reminds me of Ghost of Mars in a lot of ways, but I've, I guess we'll get to that more. It's the same dude as well, isn't it? I what think the, the dude who plays the scary dude in Ghost of Mars, I believe is the same actor who plays Zeus, the alpha zombie king. Really? That's interesting. In this. I swear yeah. I read that. Oh, that let, me, let, me, let me double check on that I mean, one. What do you expect if you look like that? You're going to be guessing <laughs> the zombie. Um, Are you a zombie? No. No. Well, you, you should play like one. one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're um, exactly what I'm looking for. And so they have, the, they, have the, they have the crash, and this is the bit that I was uh, <laughs> a little frustrated by at the beginning. Like, the main deal of all the soldiers I've ever encountered is what they're dead good at is following orders. Not these guys. The worst. Like, so there's, 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 the, worst. There's, there's the crash, and then... The guys on the radio said, "Oh, there's been a crash." Because, "Oh, what's the deal with the with the payload?" And he goes, "Oh, I don't know. It's over there, I guess." And it's like, "Right, orders are get out of there. Move everyone that can't. Move everyone that can walk away. Clear the area right right now." Is you what? Instead of like, you know, classic soldier thing, is usually, "Yeah, sure, I'll do that. Do that immediately." But he's like, "You what?" And then he still stands there and he took. Say we've got to move. Should we casually move? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and, then, and then they all yeah. get got. Yeah, it's dead annoying that. Um, they didn't even seem they, like I, real real soldiers. They didn't um, seem like real people. It was one. Of, yeah. It was one of those. You know, when two characters are having a bit of banter between them, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. This is real. Yeah. It's like a local paintball league <clears throat> just got to that got yeah. to escort this zombie across the desert. <laughs> Um, yeah, but because they're not professionals, they get got, um, and immediately we get into let's let's praise it for the good stuff. Like he does a good zombie gore effect. The first soldier that gets got has his jaw pulled off, yeah, probably yeah. making him a less effective zombie. He wasn't thinking ahead, but um, and then the other one, um, this the alpha zombie as we come to know him is uh, a big fan of like a chokehold before he mm. bites people. Mm-hmm. So looking at the alpha zombie at this in this stage, he looks like he's a soldier. He's got um, dog tags around his neck. So trying to delve into what potentially is his backstory. He's a soldier, possibly in Area 51. They found something, opened something that's released this, and he's become Patient Zero. He's got some alien juice on him. Got some alien juice. He's gone crazy, uh, and they're transporting him somewhere else. I don't know. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Keep him alive, obviously. That makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah, having got the soldiers, he has a wander to the... <clears throat> like a nice sort of mezzanine area and he has a look down and all of Las Vegas is there. Yeah. It's a nice little view. Yeah. So him and his nice zombie boys that he's, that he's got from the convoy head down and start causing a ruckus, which is when we get our musical opening. And I guess it's not fair to choose, you know, it's not a binary choice. Do you prefer this one or the Dawn of the Dead one? But it's what I'm going to ask you to choose anyway. So oh, what, do you, what do you reckon? You I, I, I think this one's, this one's like a short film in itself. Yeah, like it, it tells so much. It, it has included, like a whole gone. I think you even said a whole character arc yeah. within this within these opening credits. There's a great watch out Elvis moment as well, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Richard uh, Cheese is on soundtrack again. Great, Richard, big bad. <laughs> what a man! It's just so many cool things, and it's just uh, when the opening credits make you want to experience the opening credits as a film. I want yeah. to watch a. Uh, a feature length version of this of the actual yeah. outbreak in Las Vegas how it starts amazing and I loved yeah. the little the little cutaways where it showed the characters with like pictures of their family holding them pictures of oh and what they were before like yeah. uh, one of them was like uh, a PhD in philosophy or something and now he's like a guy with like a circular saw and giant yeah. muscles and like constantly like yeah Batista like with yeah. his Christmas jumper on with his family and then suddenly yeah. he's yeah, it was cool. I liked yeah. it. It's really nicely done. And I think, did they market it that you could watch the first few minutes or something like that the week or so before it came out? Was that a thing they did with this one? I think so, yeah. I didn't go for that. but Because yeah. that makes sense, right? If you were if you were showing people, like, up to the end of that scene, like, you know, sometimes when you do, like, a probably a film of this sort of scale, right? Like a big, ridiculous, like Fast and Furious or whatever. If you just had, instead of trailers, the first six minutes or whatever it is of this movie, you go have a watch of it, you get people booking their tickets because it's, it's an exciting, compelling start. It is yeah. really good, yeah. It's great. It, I mean, it shows every, everyone kind of becoming... Uh, it's, it's everyone's kind of backstory, really. Uh, Batista becomes a mercenary who saves the Secretary of Defense or some some big military guy, and it's got like it's this story about this woman who has a daughter and she's kind of she becomes more and more of a badass throughout, um, and then uh, right at the end she gets bit as they're closing up they're they're sealing off Las Vegas with uh, shipping containers, and then the last one she gets caught and her daughter is there she kind of hugs the daughter instead of pushing her away which I thought she might yeah. do. The and daughter, she like, gets, runs gets back for a final kiss, a final yeah. hug. And then, yeah, they all get squished. It's pretty brutal. 
Anyway, I, it was a good, really good opening. Um, and then we moved so, to present day. So I think, as far as I'm aware, it's been a few years, right? Yeah, it's been like so. a couple of years at least. I, I think it says something like, you know, a number of months later. It's been some time anyway. And the rest of the world is just cracking on. Yeah, so like yeah. obviously the whole the whole city has been quarantined. Um, there's obviously loads of there were obviously lots of military intervention which failed. Another good shot as well was the dude signaling for the for the fire bombs to be dropped to the carpet yeah. bombs to be dropped. That was a very good shot. Um, very exciting stuff. Um, yeah. Surprised, surprised, I guess that they haven't nuked it before <laughs> before this, but they're kind of like out of sight, out of mind. You know, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, a lot of things have developed. There's like a quarantine zone outside the city where people are kind of stuck in this limbo where they're not like, if I'm a, is it they're not allowed to leave because they might be infected, and some people are displaced because the fact do, is the whole. Do they all want to get inside? Do you all, sure all want to get inside the it's, walls? It's not made expressly clear. They call it a quarantine zone. And the guys in there make them have their temperature checked, even volunteers that are there. But maybe this is another thing that isn't fully developed yet because it doesn't. There are buses that are talking about leaving, but that's because that is outside the minimum safe distance for the government decision, which is opened pretty quickly as the government have decided that they're going to nuke the city, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah so they we begin in these quarantine zones they're talking about bussing them out but i'm not sure if that's their actual eventual relocation or they're just being quarantined elsewhere yeah um, yeah it's but weird it's not because fully established there's a few people there which obviously want to get away from that zone but then there's a couple of other characters who lead certain people in i guess like people a lot of people who go in have the same sort of goal as is the team of mercenaries that we that we obviously the main team is that they're in there trying to get stuff, money, various yeah. things. Yeah, I'll just so real gambling issues. Want a couple of go on the slots? I'll just want yeah. to have a couple of rounds of blackjack, please, please. There's no one there to. There's no one there to deal. That's all right. I could deal myself. That's right. Just That's want to go on one game. of those two p machines that they you know put in the playing, playing a bit of tipping <laughs> point. Oh, don't ride. <laughs> oh, it's addictive. It was addictive. I won twelve p last round. I've got to have another go. Yeah, they're there. They can't get enough of it, so they hang around in the quarantine zone and have a coyote just uh, pop them in. Do you know oh. anyone who's ever won one of the bigger prizes in those things? I don't uh, think it's possible. Oh, what, the it two people fall down the gap. They must be glued to the uh, yeah, glued to the floor. <laughs> you got the iPhone doesn't get in down that hole. <laughs> or a smash. If iPhone falls out, smashes on the little tray at the bottom. Yeah, gutted. <clears throat> uh, so then. This this is another scene that felt a bit overlong, felt a bit bloated, which was the introduction of every single member uh, of the mercenary team. Obviously, casino owner Tanaka and his head of security, someone called Martin, they approach Scott, who's working now as a fry cook, like in a, a burger at a burger joint. Yeah, um, and basically explain that they've got two hundred million in his casino vault. This is a thing that we all discussed. Tanaka is his casino. How does he not know yeah. how to get into the vault? Why does he need like a safe cracker? He's forgot or, or a crack safer. Crack safer. <laughs> yeah, he needs a crack safer. He's um, forgot. That's it. He's like, silly old me. I've 
I've only got I've forgot a code. Maybe right it's now. one of those things. The day the day that the zombie apocalypse <laughs> came was the time when his passcode expired and he had to renew it. Oh yeah, so and it was yeah. like, oh, it's can't be, it can't shame. it can't be the same as my last ten passwords. So he just looked around that day and thought, right, I'll call it. And he just picked a couple of things from the room. He was like, I forget my head if it wasn't screwed on. Why <laughs> oh, he just changed it? Can I do can't I do a reset? You need your line manager to sign that, it, but that in does, the casino ain't got one. Well, that does make sense. If it, if the code was out of date, then yeah, there's not much you could have done apart from get a crack safer. In, yeah, to crack the safe. <laughs> he, he he doesn't really bother putting the rest of the team together though. He just goes to Batista and says, "You can you have do it. bloody loads of money if you can get me a team together before like a week's time because that's when they're blowing up because they're blowing up the um." <laughs> They're blowing up all of Las Vegas on the Fourth of July. Um, uh, they quote later pre- because the president says it would have been it would have been real. It's real cool idea. The biggest fireworks ever. We live in a world where there has been a president who probably would have said that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so obviously, I understand some of these members of this team. So he goes and gets uh, Maria Cruz, who is like his friend slash love interest. Um, he gets her involved, uh, and obviously. Vanderho, soldier who obviously used to work with um, Batista. Yeah. Some of them, yeah, some of them are a bit bit more random. Like there's a dude who is on YouTube shooting zombies. They're like, yeah, social media influencer dude, get him involved. It's been like a uh, good dead, shot, isn't he? But, he's dead but good at shooting. The way he holds the gun is is very strange. Is, is insane. Yeah, he holds the gun. Yeah, nuts. And then obviously Ludwig Dieter, who's like the safe cracker, really, yeah. really cool character, interesting yeah. dude. Uh, quirky, and then oh yeah, Desmond's, the uh, uh, female uh, partner in crime, crime or uh, it's like she's like a Vasquez kind of very yeah. Vasquez, isn't she? Yeah, very yeah. Vasquez. Does the headband and everything, but yeah, they're yeah. just basically professional, um, like zombie hunters for lols, right? They go and yeah. must just shoot them in a contained environment, <laughs> and they and then have like Twitch streams about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously Tig Nataro um, as the helicopter pilot, who basically agrees before they even tell her what the mission is. They say, do you want to earn $2 million? She just says, yeah. Don't tell me anything else. Don't tell me anything else. Yeah, they're like, I mean, do you want live- the risks? And she's like, no, I fucking hate my life. So yeah, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I respect her for that. And then it seems like almost anyone's allowed to come along for the ride. This is the core team. But anyone who goes, now nah, I'm coming as well. <laughs> and yeah. they go... Go on, then. You've twisted my arm. You've said, yeah. I want to come. Yeah, because Johnny yeah. Cage, that's not the actor that plays him, but it's a man that's like very Johnny Cagey in like a suit and some sunglasses. He works with the casino. He's the security chief yep. of the casino. He goes, oh, he's coming. He knows. He knows all about it. He's he's coming amongst it. Yeah, so and it's way. almost like he's there to oh, keep an eye on them. But he's like the company man. So, again... Well, we've already mentioned an aliens character, but he was kind of like the Burke character, yeah, the company yeah. man who's who's in on the mission, and he's like, "No, I got to come along as well. I got to make sure everything's up to scratch and keep an eye on you." And, and he wants to get, and his you. real goal is that he wants to get a, a sample to take yeah. back to. Yeah, to well. says, "Let me just reassure you before we go on this mission that I'm in no <laughs> way shady and don't have any ulterior motives. My motives, not ulterior." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. um, um, and his daughter, the Dortista, I think we said in the Facebook chat. Yeah, yeah. 
again, the daughter subplot could have easily been vetoed and I would have had no problem with it. It almost felt like, oh, this is daughter? What? All the daughter seems to do is add, is kind of fuck everything up in the final act of the film. Yeah. That's the only thing she seems to do. I don't, yeah. uh, you're and, right. I think they could have got rid of that character. And for from her initial appearance and how we how we know she's involved in the mission is the fact that she's going to go in and look for somebody who's gone in and got lost. Yeah. She's a volunteer in the quarantine zone, right? So, and we mm-hmm. see that she has a friend there, Gita, who is her kids are getting ready to be shipped out on the buses for reasons unknown. Gita decides to go into the like into the city the day before they're going to leave. Um, Dortista just finds just on a jolly, yeah. Just oh, just nip off in. Kids are packing. I got an evening to myself, um, and she just nips on into the quarantine zone, um, and and doesn't come back. And then Dortista finds the kids crying and is <laughs> furious about it. And it all coincides with Dad Tista and the rest of the crew turning up, needing them to help sneak in, and she insists therefore that she's going to come along and um and try and rescue her friend right first off first off absolutely not okay so we're going to break into a vault and steal it's not steal reclaim get 200 million dollars for someone there's absolutely no way that i'm taking my daughter untrained in the art of zombie kill well not maybe not zombie killing but untrained in military excursions uh to go and uh, to go go in there and do a different mission to retrieve so absolutely not like no yeah. he tries to maintain some control he says you're not going to go and rescue Gita like don't and then you, you already to... know like there's just going to be a moment later on you just know why even oh, you're going to you're going to sneak off the second my back's turned you're going to betray me Sake. and and go would you like your you're a father Ben if your daughter said Dad going in Gita's in there. How would you avoid it? If you just say no, absolutely not. Like if if he does say if that, I had enough, if I had nothing else, on, well, it. no, he does. But if I had nothing else on, right? If I was just if I was just killing time until the nuke dropped, then maybe I'd come with you and help you out. But I the fact guess. is, I got I got things on. I got something else to do. I've definitely got something that really needs to be done, and I'm on a time limit, so I can't take anything else on. Okay. Right now, yeah. the time limit's quite generous, though, because they've got like a week, haven't they, right now? 24 so hours. Got, Is it 24 hours? Ages. No, it's got a while. What, before they... It's like two days or something, isn't it? you got okay. like a bit of time. Exactly. They also take um, the security guy who, who wanted to shove a thermometer up somebody's bottom. Yeah. Who I, rec- I recognise as a guy from the Daredevil TV show. No, the Luke Cage TV show. Okay. Is he in Luke Cage? I think oh, he was yeah. a villain in Luke Cage. Okay. This is Cummings. I think bad. The guy is called bad. Cummings. Theo Rossi, his name is. So yeah. He's the slightly sleazy tad rapey, like the um the guard who offers to <laughs> yeah, yeah. offers to give oh, gotta give you a little temperature test. Mind if I use the Bum of the marks now. Use the digital one, thanks. Just <laughs> shoot that laser man. That's far more convenient. Yeah. Is that like, no? No. I was trying to be sexually menacing. Oh, it worked. It's um, <laughs> the, so, um, Lily insists that they take him in because doesn't she just say we need someone else? Oh, we need one. We need one more person, and she uh, invites. Where it was else at, the, we it was at this now, point? This actor because she's great. 
She is great. Yeah, I did. I did look into it, and I've, she's been in lots of stuff, but nothing that I particularly recognise. So she's French, and she's been in a lot of French films, I believe. But she was great. Yeah, she in terms of an, a kick-ass character who had like her motives were were good and seemed like genuine, and also in moments where other characters are making decisions which are infuriating. She seems to have her head screwed on. She knows exactly where, what, exactly what needs to be done. Um, and I like the fact that she kind of understands so much about the zombies, how they act. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. She's the expert that's been going in there into the quarantine zone the whole time. She leads them through like the maze of shipping containers. Because if you open all the doors just right, you can get through the containers, through a little passageway into the, that's cool, into the zone itself. Yeah, yeah, just um, a little. <laughs> yeah. Quite quickly. Oh, there's a cool. There's a, lots of cool ideas actually um, that that don't really ever pay off. But as they go through, there's like mountains and mountains of dead, baked, levery dry zombies. Uh, and then she says, um, "When it rains, they start moving again." And like just you, for a bit. Oh yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's gonna, cool. That's gonna I be crazy. Said, I think we're gonna hit the train in the yeah when we were watching it in the Facebook group on Saturday when we did a like a group watch of it. I think even messaged it's gonna rain later then because you don't yeah. just set things you don't just set things up for them not to happen. I completely forgot. I forgot about that. And obviously yeah. that's one of the best moments in the Walking Dead series and comic is when they smear themselves in zombie guts to get through. Uh, a big horde of zombies and then it starts to rain the yeah. horror of the rain it's almost as much as when uh, you put your washing out to dry and it starts to rain you gotta run <laughs> oh you gotta my god <laughs> the same the same sense of adrenaline but yeah it yeah spoilers for that it doesn't happen and but we get it all set up saying that basically the zombies are bloody right bunch of thickies and they don't know to get out of the sun so they just uh, they just dry up like anyone's business yeah. but they do come back to life when it rains yeah. So obviously there's different types of zombies. So we've got shamblers, which are like standard slow zombies, um, pretty dumb. Don't I've only got really one goal: kill and eat. Uh, but they obviously, in big numbers, are significant threats. Um, and then there's alpha zombies as well, which we I guess we get introduced to fairly quick. Well, yeah. So what's the name? Suddenly shoots. She kneecaps. Cummings, mm. um, and then she tricks him. She like goes, gets him with his own gun as well. Insult to injury. She goes, oh, yeah. You know what? I'm the most attracted to. We're all sort of sleazy, sexually aggressive guys. And he goes, oh, really? And he goes, yeah. Let's have a look at your gun. And then she shoots him in the knees. Yeah. Just before this, they do see the zombie tiger for the first time, just wandering around. Valentine, um, which I guess is like Valentine. a Las Vegas show tiger, right? Is that yeah? So I guess like. Okay. Uh, what are their names? The guys with the tigers? You got, did they get killed? Wait, am I, did someone get killed by the sheriff? One, 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 one of them did get eat, like uh, attacked yeah. by a tiger. But I'm not yeah, sure if yeah. that's what actually he died from. Siegfried and Roy. Oh. Yeah. That's three people, Who? right? So it was... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Siegfried and Roy both died unrelated to tiger stuff. So oh. yeah, I think there was a mauling in 2003. I mean, just don't but go yeah, near it. That isn't what that isn't what got him though. It was something else. A bear, <laughs> some other <laughs> animal. <laughs> 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 tsunami. 
so yeah, but yeah. Uh, so when she wounds Cummings, it's as an offering to this more intelligent group of the zombies known as Alphas, who if essentially will give them safe passage in exchange yeah. for sacrifice. At least that's what Lily believes it to be. They've not made a formal agreement. They've not signed anything. No one's really had a chat. It's kind of like just something, I guess, that Lily's been doing. Um, and she says to people who deserve it. Yeah. Well, and the, um, the, the, there's like a queen who's like a showgirl or, or someone. Um, she's like, luckily she was wearing the tiara before she died. because She kind of grew into that role as the queen. Yeah. Yeah, Queen Zombie. Uh, I don't think did he give her a name. I, I don't know. Just she, called the Queen. Yeah, okay. yeah I don't think queen, anyone yeah. really refers to her. But I think in terms of the film, she's just referred to as the Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she drags away her and her gang. Um, they take Cummings. Yeah, she's Cummings got like an goings. assistant. Andrew WK is with her, and he picks him up and drags <laughs> him up. <laughs> yeah. They get to get a party, party started. Party hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what? I think we we lose sight of what's his name Theo is it Theo Cummings is yeah. that called Theo Theo is his actual name yeah then Cummings is like oh no don't bother but they do yeah. bother and they drag him off um, so they take him back to the Olympus which is essentially like the alpha zombie base um, yeah. and there they're just chilling around the empty swimming pool all listening to Andrew screaming and roaring they're getting a They've all got nosebleeds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we're reintroduced to the alpha zombie from previously. Uh, he's growing his, his hair out now. He's growing his hair out. Uh, he looks kind of the same, but he's got like a cape and a stick with someone's head on it. Although we never really find out whose head it is. Um, yeah, when, you, when you see it in silhouette, he looks a yeah. bit like the Toxic Avenger when he's just up there and it could be a mop, but it isn't. It's got a head on there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wonder um, if it's. I mean, it's like a weird time loop thing later on that we don't know yeah. if it's actually a time loop or it's just a co- coincidence. I wonder if it's like Batista's head or something from a previous attempt to get it through. That would yeah. be awesome. I really hope that all these rumors of I really hope that all these rumors of like aliens and obviously something else we'll get into, but time loops and stuff. I hope it's all legit because yeah. that will make me so much more interested in this film. And I'm pretty interested already. Um yeah, I really like the world and the law. As me- as mental as it is, I mean, compared to Resident Evil, it's pretty tame. But like, I just enjoy that it's just gone completely nutcakes, yeah. and they're just throwing yeah. everything in. It's, it's it's. I know Andy had the problem with crazy. the robots. Yeah. But... <laughs> the <what>? robots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll come uh... to the robots, Ben. Don't you worry. <laughs> so, <coughs> Jesus. So Zeus bites Cummings on, just on the arm. Um, and then they do some weird interpretive dance thing with him where they drop him in the swimming pool, then they all pick him up and like, Whoa! oh yeah, crowd surf him. They did I did keep thinking it would be horrific to be like in there, just yeah. dragged in there with all these horrible, horrible zombie dudes and yeah. ladies. You see, two um, people stinky. made a mistake there because they've stinky. both gone against their plans. Because when they take Cummings away, they know they're gonna turn him into a zombie. Um, they think, oh, is they gonna they're gonna turn him into one of them because they established I think that if you get bitten by a regular zombie, you just turn it into one of the bloody idiot ones. But if you get bitten by <laughs> by by the king, then you'll turn into one of the brilliant zombies that no parkour. 
Um, so that's that, and by making the offering, that is what he's going to do. He's going to create a new parkour zombie to be one of the army of the dead, and then the title comes up on screen. Ding! <laughs> but, um, is this maybe some sort of army of the dead? Looks at camera, <laughs> but they, um, you'd think though, if you were making the offering, you'd try and mess him up a little bit more so he'd be a shit zombie, like really wreck his legs so he can't run. Then they maybe maybe zombie. well maybe so then they wouldn't take him as a they'd be uh, like, what's this piece yeah. of shit? Take it so back. They want they want one for their masses. And to be fair, there's yeah. hundreds of alpha zombies already. So what's another one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're coming, uh, if they're right. coming for you, if they're coming for you, you're screwed out. And I guess they've, they got, only, they've guess, got a bloody tiger. I guess the alpha guy <laughs> does it quite sensibly because he, having learned that mistake, he pulls the guy's gob off at the beginning. He just gets he just gets Cummings on the arm. So that's non-essential. Just give him yeah. a little nip on the arm. Gets Cummings on the arm. Dirty <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. Uh, be careful where you aim that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he's he's off. And then the main character, so Dortista, from this interaction also knows that that's, that's their base that they take people to. And he goes, oh, maybe, uh, maybe Geeta's in there. Oh, did you sacrifice her? She says to the coyote. She goes, no. I no. didn't sacrifice baddies. Yeah. I like the I like that all the the Greek references as well. So Olympus being the oh yeah the base Olympus, of the zombies, yeah. Zeus and Olympus. And that's all really cool. Um, also, Zeus did rape everyone, and like and like that's yeah. how all the all the kids and half gods and demigods and stuff got about. So he turned into Zeus a swan and seduced people, didn't he? That was I his read, game. The, I read, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I read that um, uh, there was a lot more raping in the original pitch for this, but. That was the only thing that Zack Snyder took out. Um, I guess that's how they make. We'll get into them later on, but zom zom babies. He loves a zom baby, doesn't he, old Snidey yeah. Bobs? Yeah. He, good he on, absolutely. Good on good on you, Zack, taking a good anti-rape stance in your in your movie. I'm glad if that was only if you're only going to take out one thing. Pretty sure for the purposes of entertainment, that wasn't <laughs> necessary. So yeah, good yeah. on you. Yeah. This big zombie rape sequence. Uh, I've got it down at 35 minutes here. Shall I cut it? I cut it down? That's, maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's what, them off the actor they choked out. You seem really keen on this scene, allegedly. Yeah. He's egging me you're up. Not, you're not even in this scene. <laughs> what are you doing on set? What are you, what are you doing on set today? <laughs> what, what are you wearing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, so yeah, what happens next? For legal reasons, JK just kidding, allegedly. There you go. For legal reasons, really, yeah. JK. You're gonna get cancelled. Get cancelled again. Yeah. You can't get cancelled for calling people out for being bad. <laughs> Who um, knows? Who knows? Again, JK joking. Uh, so what happens next so now they go inside they go let's get out. we've we've done that but we should probably stay inside buildings rather than just walking down the strip because the alphas won't really like that yeah, they won't they won't uh, want that they don't want us flaunting it not going to walk down no. walk down don't, main street don't strut down there don't do a, a montage don't do a big slow-mo walk uh so lily leads inside, the team work your way through into inside and there's obviously all the all the shambler oh, zombies yeah. are all like hibernating yeah. And obviously, already, there's a tense bit where they're walking through the zombies and trying to be quiet and stuff. I hated that. I'd just be like, I'd take my chances outside. rather than That's a cool little idea, I thought. Cool little scene. Yeah. 
yeah, we didn't yeah, want to yeah. touch him. Didn't want to make loud noises or anything. It, yeah, it was a bit like uh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Avoid, yeah. Avoiding the avoiding the nurses. Yeah, this is like the couple of the like, and we mentioned it before. Like, I think IGN have been running some promo stuff with Zack Snyder showing like different zombies in video and he's reacting to them and like don't pretend Zach these are all on your Pinterest board because one of your mates has got a circular sword just like that fellow out of Dead Rising 3 there's this bit with the thing and there's like video games obviously have been some form of influence as we go through this and Can this is believe? as you say very Can you believe that he doesn't use that circular sword not once this is obviously, again another thing so there's like the, there's the thing where he says like uh Oh, just when these zombies get wet, they all come back to life. Well, that's a cool idea. Can't wait to see how that works out. This guy with his massive circular saw, he's like, Bill Earp's like, that's my circular saw. No one can use it. I think they use it to open a door or something. Yeah, he uses it to actually, for its intended purpose. <laughs> oh, don't even mention these things that weren't, weren't cut, weren't actually, but didn't, there was no payoff for because they'll be on the cutting room floor. And <laughs> we're just yeah. going to be getting. <laughs> yeah. So you end up with an hour of film that's only 90 minutes if you cut out all the things that don't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, they're moving through and they have their Silent Hill scene where they've got to be very, very quiet and like tiptoe through, like comical fingers on lips going yeah. through this thing. And they're, put it, they're putting. Um, they're putting like the glow sticks down on the floor to make the path. And the character, so the Vasquez lady says to Johnny Cage, um, (laughs) these characters do have names. He says, don't trust you, mate. I don't want to be to your nonsense. You're going to double cross us. And he's like, I am. And then, you know what he does after he says that? He immediately double crosses her. Yeah. I'd just be like, can we have this conversation? Crosses that way. Yeah. Yeah. Can we not have this conversation another time? I'd rather talk about anything else. I mean, I don't want to talk about yeah. anything while I'm trying to sneak through a crowd of sleeping zombies. Yeah. Horrific. So yeah, she's like, you're not going at the back because you will stitch me right up, mate, so I'm going to watch you. And it doesn't watch him closely enough and he diverts her the wrong way. Mm. Yeah. Um, and she, like, knocks some zombies. And then it's, it's a bit like when you're about to drop something and you could just let that one plate fall on the floor. But because you react to it, it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be fair, when the zombies start waking up, she does start kicking their asses pretty she starts, like, quick sharp. She starts, like, so she knocks one and then she goes, right, knife in the head. And another yeah. one turns and moves to a right, knife in the head. Uh, she's, she'll work her way through every single zombie at this rate. Yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's, she's going to clear the city. It's a yeah. bit like you guys have both played um, Spider Man on the PS4, right? You know, and you have yeah. those stealth challenges and you've got to chain them as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I'll put a bomb there and then I'll take you. <laughs> she uh, she yeah. makes it, she does make it through. In fact, I feel that this is, this is actually a great little sequence of events because it's a bit of a roller coaster. Like you think, oh no, she's done for. And then she does yeah. really well, starts stabbing everyone in the head. And then she gets to the door, but the guy, Johnny Cage, has locked the door. So it's like, oh, fuck, she's screwed. She's not going to make it. And then we think she's dead. She blows in through a window, so she's alive. <laughs> because, Whoa, she's she's doing it. She's going to survive. Whoa, this is amazing. And then like she, everyone just watches as she just gets... Uh, yeah, no one yeah, sees. She sort of makes it to within <laughs> about five metres. And she does get bitten, despite having like bare arms. You've not dressed for a zombie apocalypse. What she's really good at as well. What she's really good at, it seems, is like holding the zombies at arm, arm's length. She's got a really good system. However, 
it doesn't beat the magazines um, taped around the arms. What's that from? What's the magazines gaff- gaffer taped around the arms from? Yeah. What is That's that? from something. Is it, I think it might be from Shaun of the, Sean, Sean the Dead, yeah. Gaffer tape magazines around your arms. I think it might be that. Um, so obviously, I feel like that is one of the best. Especially a glossy. You get an FHM or something, they ain't biting through that. No, exactly. It's a good idea. <laughs> what, what, you've turned up to this heist with magazines gaffer taped to your wrists. Well, yeah. Um, zombies? Yeah. Everyone else with their lovely bare arms, everything, literally everything on show. Yeah. I think every everyone's, character. Everyone's got like tank tops. I ain't wearing a leather jacket. It's the desert top. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Um, or you just wear a really thick leather, yeah, a thick leather jacket, like a neo yeah. jacket. Yeah. Thick, thick leather, like neo jacket, or like a chunky knit, like a big chunky knit sweater. Oh, yeah. You'd be sweating, but to be fair, be you safe. wouldn't be dead. Because if they try to bite, they go, oh, it's all fluffy. Oh, all that. So, um, obviously, when she's getting bitten, Guzman shoots the gasoline character on her back, ca- canister on her back, destroys her. All the zombie horde basically get deaded. Yeah. Uh, and there we go, one down. They just nip around the corner so they don't get caught by the by the explosion. Um, yeah. You think as well, had you been this character, what would have been good while you were being getting got? Because she has a moment to have a look at... Johnny Cage is a traitor, FYI. <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking that. Surely she's going to say, Johnny Cage is a wanker. And he's gone, who? He's a wanker. <laughs> oh, she never liked me. Of course she was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Just jealous of me. Don't know what they're on about. Don't know what they're on about. Uh, she would say that about me, wouldn't she? Never liked me. They always had it in for me. Someone has to get on. I said that I thought we could be really good friends. I'm going to see to it that you're not. Um, I'm not saying I'm glad she's gone, but... <laughs> <laughs> so they move on to the casino. Um, Batista and his his, his friend. <laughs> Batista, what's her name? Maria, sorry, Maria, disrespectful. They turn on the power. Um, Peters goes to find the helicopter on the roof, and obviously she's disappointed because it's pretty much a hunk of shit. Real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, real piece of shit. Yeah. And then Dieter uh, gets to work on the vault, and this is where Dieter and um, Vanderhoe. I really liked their relationship, and I like yeah. the way it developed in quite a short period of time. Obviously, initially, Vanderhoe's like, "Oh my god, this idiot." He was going to have um, to protect him and basically said, like, like, yeah, they understand that he's important to the job, but in terms of they know it's a babysitting job because he is not good at fighting. Yeah. But they do and say, is- like, when he's shooting target practice, he starts to get quite good quite quick, and he says, wow, you picked that up fast. Again, another hint that it's a time loop. And it's in that corridor, I think, when they're yeah. unlocking the circle, we see the bodies of previous versions again this this might not even actually be a plot point but it does feel very kind of yeah that's it it's it's before they get to this safe isn't it? they have like a control room and Dieter manages to shoot one of the zombies in the head and he has like a little action scene that shows that oh i've done it i've killed someone and they find those bodies and it's that conversation between those two where it's like oh it's first established in the straight sense right like oh this is a previous team that buddy scorpion has sent in here and yeah. they they yeah. all got yeah. they all got yeah. got baby. That's why like originally you were sending them to get there, but you only get three goes at the password. Then it just locks. So maybe those teams had put it in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they'd been they'd been got at the time. So that's why it's that's why it's all locked now. 
Um, so but they um, do look, they're dressed similarly. But if, they've got things like certain accessories, like a key, yeah, a little necklace. Of... Yeah, the key. Yeah, that's it. The, the key around the neck, which Maria has. One of the corpses has got that. So yeah, there's definitely suggestions that. Yeah, so he just says, "Oh, maybe this is just us." So Van, Vanderhoe that says it is like, "Oh, yeah, yeah he's the philosophy uh, major PhD guy." So he's it's like this is that, us yeah. in a different in a different time loop. He has a very cool monologue where he kind of. And it, where he kind of muses on the uh, the potential time loop that they're stuck in, destined to fight over and over again, fight and die, fight and die uh, again, which is another film within the film that I'd like to see. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I would I would say that's a cool thing to just suggest to just throw out there. But the fact that the the dead corpses are wearing the exact same clothes is like. Oh, so you actually? So it might mean, actually you be. Actually, a thing. really mean that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and like the blasé way they they talk about it. Um, yeah, it's just just past. past but I like it because at this moment it seems like Vanderhoe and Dieter like start to have this mutual respect for each other, almost like I don't know, like their relationship just seems to blossom out of nowhere. And I just really liked the fact that they were like, oh, he's like, I'm going to leave you to it. I'm going to leave you to. I know, I know that your job's important, so uh, I'll do everything I can to support you. Now go and open that safe. And I know we have some chopping and changing between character moments at this point where they're all splitting off and doing different things. So we have people repairing the helicopter. You know, Batista is putting the power on. We have Vanderhoe and um, Dieter like tri- using zombies to trigger those non-lethal traps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which are definitely lethal. The Like the crushing walls and the... Machine like just the machine guns. So so they're there doing they're there doing that. Meanwhile, Johnny Cage and the coyote are up looking for the queen. So yeah, it's weird. Like... They seem to go right back to the start. Like they seem to go and I know it's yeah. probably not the case, they're probably not too far away, but it feels like it feels like they've just gone back to the exact spot that yeah. they were at the start. Yeah, it definitely felt like that. Um so yeah, and here's where we pretty much well, does he expressively say? He does pretty much say. He basically what is. says, like, look, it's important to me. They also want me to get a sample from one of the alphas because then it's it's important. Doesn't go into why yet until I think he's, he does. Uh, I think he does. I think he does. You know, does he say that's that? Is that where he says that basically you could have a smart zombie, yeah. you could control your own army of the dead. Like, yeah, <laughs> you could. could yeah. He's like basically what could what could be more. This is the key, the key to making more of them, the key to making an army of the dead. And yeah, so he cuts off. Trademark. The, so he, <laughs> trademark. So he lures the queen into the open, shoots her with like a little catchy thing. <laughs> that's a, he's like a, uses like a bolus, doesn't he? So like, he like wraps yeah, her up. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Cage nicks a move from Cyrax and uses like that net. <laughs> oh, like yeah. um, kills Andrew WK and then. Um, Oh yeah, lops a head off. Yeah, so he gets some uh, cheese wire out right? <laughs> and just like slices her head off. I wonder what he's yeah. doing first. I'm like, what is he doing? Uh, puts the, <laughs> puts the the head, which is still animated, in a bag. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then later on, well, pretty much not long after that, Zeus finds her body, doesn't he? Yeah, he's uh, all, quite upset about it. Takes it back to takes it back to their their base. And then reveal she's gonna have a baby. It's uh, not just a normal baby; it's a com- it completely blue, 
so this this is obviously where the blue men group uh come from. <laughs> In Vegas as well. They definitely... yeah. So they have a oh, little blue She was uh, pregnant with a blue baby. Ah! <laughs> blue, yeah. A blue baby. So it's Blueby. Yeah, so <laughs> bluebies, it makes me feel like is this <laughs> is this zombie related or is this aliens? Now? This is one hundred I I think my theory is that alien it's like an alien baby alien um, zombie jesus bringing it all back. the blue stuff that there's blue blood sometimes when people get sh- they get shot like blue stuff squirts out of them and also i feel like um some of the blue eyes i don't know why they glow sometimes sometimes they don't i feel like that's <laughs> sometimes the they're robots Luke, but we're not even oh, there yeah we kind of notice it only a couple of times there's one in zeus's little crowd who's got blue eyes uh blue glowing eyes one who in the casino a little bit later it's got blue eyes. There's Maybe one they were the all supposed well. to, and they did a couple, and they're like, "That took fucking ages in the VFX." <laughs> Don't. VFX anyway, guys, yeah. like, I quit. I ain't doing this anymore. I, I, I'll, I'll let you have the two I put in, but yeah, <laughs> make everyone else have their eyes closed. That's what he did. That's quicker. Yeah, but yeah. So there's a blue, there's a blue zombie baby, and he's dead upset that obviously. Um, she wasn't visibly pregnant, so it hasn't run a full term. Um, yeah. So does it live? Does it survive? The blue bee? I don't. I, assume, I don't think so. Not from his reaction, because he seems pretty angry. Also, if you notice, the baby's blue, and it pretty much immediately becomes like flesh-coloured, human flesh-coloured, mm. sort of straight away, doesn't it? If you remember, it kind of fade. The blue kind of fades away. Nice. <laughs> blue, his blueness wasn't wasn't last. He wasn't ready yet. So yeah, no. he is on the warpath quite literally. So he is had enough of it. He gets out like his um, special anti headshot Urukai helmet that he's yeah that he was going to wear from nice. first when he's putting on his cowl. You think, oh, is he going to be zombie Batman? But there's no ears on the helmet, so it's just. Does he so, get his um, horse out at this point as well? He has like a does zombie get his horse. horse out. Yeah, he's got his zombie yes. horse and the tiger's there. He starts so mobilising just... the army of the dead, trademark, for yeah. um, for um, for war against yeah. Batista and K. Yeah. Um, so at this, at this point, in the safe, in the, in the hotel, Tanaka's hotel, they get wind that the nuclear strikers, the, I don't know why, the government's like, we were going to do it on the 4th of July because it would be a nice big celebration. But people didn't really like that, so then we're just going to do it yeah. sooner. People uh, think it's in bad taste, so we're just going to do it now, I guess. Yeah, for plot reasons. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I didn't appreciate that. This I is like, we're like accelerating everything because we've had we've had this and we've had some flashbacks, but we kind of bring to fruition all of the all of the thing with Batista and his family stories are all are all together, and it appears that all of the sadness in his life is just based on misunderstandings because his daughter's not got much time for him. And it's like, oh, you're bloody annoyed with me, aren't you? Because I stabbed your mom in the head when she was a zombie that time. And she's like, you think it was because you killed mom when she was a zombie? Nah, it's because... I don't know. What was the reason? Wasn't pizza that day? It's because he didn't really bother afterwards. He was very distant after it happened. He didn't support I thought you hated us. And he's like, nah, I didn't. I do now yeah. because because of that. <laughs> yeah. He fixed it with a phone call. Um, yeah. And so also, things, he's, in that, he's having support. the conversation with his love interest. Is it Maria? Sorry, Ben, I've immediately lost the name again. Maria, yeah. So she yeah. kind of like announces to him oh, that... 
loved you loads. Said, oh, if you'd, if you'd not been so distant, we could have gone. Because, oh, maybe we'll do something now we, when, when we get out of this. Um, yeah. And they I'm, shake I'm, on it. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking about, I've been talking to my daughter, I was just um, reconnecting with just now, who I hope, but I've taken my eyes off for a second, hasn't run off to do something disruptive. Um, I, I'm assuming she hasn't, so we'll carry on this conversation. Um, yeah, um, maybe we'll get together and everything will be all right. And then he turns around and goes, where's she gone? And then we cut <laughs> to another scene, the daughter's buggered off immediately and is yeah. at the Olympus, just as the army of the dead roll out. How did she um, have to go to the Olympus? She saw that's where they took um, Cummings and went, oh, that's their base, is it? Yeah, so she kind of thought, like again, it, it was a subplot that I felt like was taken away from everything else. And it just yeah. made me stress because I thought there wasn't enough time to do everything. And it felt like an aftershot, an, an afterthought. Sorry, not an aftershot. That's a shitty, <laughs> shitty keep alcoholic me, drink. Keep, keep me honest, Ben. Like, was Kate with the others yeah, when they knew, when they knew there was only like 15 minutes until the nuclear bomb went off? Oh, I really don't know. I really don't know. But it did stress me out the fact that he went, the bomb's going to go off an hour. Because in this time, uh, Dieter says, I need 30 minutes to get into the safe. Right. I need you all to shut up for 30 minutes so I can get in. Everyone's got to shut up so I could get in. And he and he does get in, you know, with little to no major problems. He's pretty good at what he does. So he gets nice in. moment. Everyone gets the cash. Everyone gets a cash, but then they were at this point they were saying we've got 20 minutes to until the bomb drops. And I'm like, how are you gonna get all of this cash in like three duffel bags? Well, maybe more than three duffel bags. And the helicopter is still top. literally on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was stressing yeah. me out you know when you're just like i've got so many things to do and i've got to be somewhere in like i couldn't be dealing with it if i had to be somewhere in 20 minutes and i still had all of these major things to do and the thing is I they stopped to do like a little montage of like making it rain and stuff with the money yeah yeah, yeah they got no time for that you gotta pick all that up <laughs> gotta pick all that yeah. up i'd be i'd be watching that going that better not be mine <laughs> Yeah. I mean, one, you haven't got time for it anyway. You certainly ain't got time to do it in slow motion, lads. Get on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all pretty sped up now in terms of them going to put the money on the on the helicopter. So they all they're all getting they're all getting together and getting up at the same time. The zombies begin to attack, and um, Johnny Cage makes his cause right. Now it's time to double cross everyone. So. Yeah, um, he goes out of the. He goes up the ladder first, closes um, closes the door behind him, and says to the coyote lady, "Yeah, the head's actually worth more than the money. They don't care about the money. They're just going to use this head to make a zombie uh, army of the dead. Uh, I'm just going to go upstairs and kill the um, kill the helicopter pilot, and then I'll be I'll be doing one. So see ya. And then yeah. um, having revealed his plan." Um, the double crosser has been double crossed though because his zombie head has been swapped for a money counter. Yeah. And then he's fuming. He's storming back to really have it out with these guys that he's just betrayed and gets got by the tiger. See that, that this this is maybe the opposite uh problem to like the, the rainy zombies and stuff. Because this time he said, I think he says about three times, oh that zombie tiger. I'm not yeah, a fan of that. Says, so like he says, almost... that, he says like that is crossing the line. That is yeah. horrific. Well, if I was going to get got by a tiger, that would be the If I was going to uh, get got by anything, that's what I want to be got by least. He uses, a, yeah. he uses a really good word to describe the tiger at one point, and I can't remember what it is. But it the a tiger mauling is, is pretty cool. Because it goes tiger on for mauling is great, yeah. 
and he get, he's like proper fr- like slashed up his cheeks are like opened like it's brutal peaches and it feels and, uh, it feels realistic in, in terms of like an animal attack yeah. as well even though it's a zombie animal it yeah. feels realistic in terms of it's almost like playing with him and just like sort of dragging him around slamming him and yeah, eventually like just goes crushes its head Crunches yeah. Apart from having yeah. like a skeleton face, that tiger's just still fairly normal tigery, right? He still yeah. has to sit down and a rest, and he still does normal tiger stuff. He's yeah. like an alpha tiger, though, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's alpha up. So, I, I guess alphas yeah. are more normal. I guess. I mean, well, they're more it, metal. They're more. Yeah, they've got their. Up. <laughs> they've got their early two thousand sort of pop punk to to get down to. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, if you do, you reckon if um, Johnny Cage had come back to life, having been got by a zombie tiger, would he come back as some sort of tiger zombie? Possibly. It's it feels like that's a stupid thing to say, but I ain't ruling anything out. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't rule anything. I think out. it would. Well, nothing's yeah. nothing stupid to say in this. Uh, in this, it's sense. like a Mortal Kombat like Kintaro situation. Maybe he comes back as that. Yeah. So we're tying together every fictional universe. With the rest of the guys like trapped in the basement, the zombies all come down the elevator into Glidden Zeus. And then we get a pretty brutal kill for Maria, where she's just spilled her heart out to Batista, told her that how she feels about him. And then Zeus turns Let's go and up. get your daughter together. Yeah. 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 Let's go and do it together. We'll get through this. And Zeus just snaps her neck immediately, splits her, literally turns her head the opposite way to look at Batista. I mean, it was brutal. I yeah, she literally it. steps out of the lift. You could have almost had the the tone of the lift could have been that three note Mortal Kombat fade. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just snapped, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's when this is when our character, our main characters, start eating shit quickly, right? Because they, uh, it all, yeah, it do. all goes, it all goes on. So she's yeah. the first one. Um, so she's the first one, and then obviously does um, Vanderhoe fights Zeus like. Uh, oh yeah, fist, fisty cuffs. Yeah, he does okay. I mean, not really, but he does okay to say like Zeus is like superhuman, yeah. super powered. Um, he's got he's got all the moves and he's going for it. And um, he drops. He does he have a gun or they're out of bullets? And he just decides right. It's because they're shooting loads of zombies and they're headshotting yeah. them as they come down. He keeps shooting thing his mask in the in the head. That's Peter, right. Peter keeps getting headshots, even though he, he was kind of crap at it before and now he's getting lots of headshots but now I think he's got a mask on yeah it's an invincible it's an invincible mask that literally the bullets ping off it (laughs) and um, and that guy like he basically thinks to himself so Vanderhoe thinks if only I had a really useful and foreshadowed close combat weapon I could use yeah (laughs) then I don't better fight with my fists yeah Um, that was annoying that that didn't pay off that was really frustrating yeah Goes for a fist fight with him, loses, um, but then um, Dieter saves him. Dieter saves him. Yeah, he throws him into the vault and yeah. closes the door behind him, but sacrifices himself. He's getting chowed down on. Yeah, I don't think we see what happens to Dieter completely. Do we? Does he just get pulled? No, he's away. got like, grabbed, grabbed by, uh, yeah, grabbed by Zeus. So we assume he'll be in the sequel. It'll be the sequel, yeah. He survives in some way. Would Zeus want to bring these guys back? Surely, if they're the people that are responsible for a safe cracker, so Zeus will give him a quick nick, (laughs) and then he could crack into that safe and well, and any safes that anyone's hiding in. 
Yeah. I mean, um, I think he's just on the warpath, isn't he? Zeus, he just wants everybody dead. Yeah, because uh, you might not want these people, bad memories. Because if these people, that the ones that killed your wife, would you want them hanging around as zombies forever? Every time you see their faces, you'd be like, oh, it's you. I know you're on yeah. my team now, but dickhead. Dickhead. <laughs> you absolute dickhead. Uh, yeah. So the rest of the guys make it to like the lobby. I guess or They're like... running through the lobby. This is where we see a lot of stuff from the trailer, right? Like running along the across the top of the of the slot machines. Parkour zombies. The parkour, parkour zombies, zombies crazy, are yeah. out in force. Robot at this zombies. Time. This is it. This is the moment is ro- where yeah. I just I was in the house on my own at the time. I just thought I had to stop and look. Was that a robot? I don't know if it was a robot though. Like it's got like a Terminator face when he shoots it off. I I I replayed that bit um, and paused it. Yeah, so he has his face kind of shot off, and his eyes are blue and kind of glowing, and like you see kind of that part of the skull, and I think it's just graded weird, and it looks metallic, and when it should look, it gets wet like with blood. And I think I had to. um, I I googled it afterwards, and apparently a lot of people are saying robots. But Zack Snyder has said in an interview himself as well. So this is all. Oh, there are some things that we don't touch on, like the robots. But um, it will be. <laughs> okay. uh, but it'll be. Um, okay. But it'll be. It'll be explored a little bit more. And thing and someone. And then apparently someone said to him in an interview, like, um, "Oh, so could the robots maybe be, you know, something the government put in to like monitor yeah. the zombies?" And he was like, "Yeah, that probably makes sense." I was like, "You're writing this as you go." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's a great... He goes, yeah, that's a terrible idea. Are you making a note? <laughs> no. That's you making a note? That's interesting. That yeah, so I think there's rumours that like, there could be... That, that if there are robot zombies, that they may be government plants, but then that kind of feels a bit nuts. If that's the... Oh, God. Again, let's not rule anything out. Government plants or potentially something alien as well. Yeah. I don't alien. know anymore. Alien know. robots. <laughs> Time loop alien robots. Yeah. So a lot more characters die here. Guzman dies um, and he like detonates his grenades. He does a classic, Uh, I'm going to get got. I'm going to set my grenades off. Yeah. Uh, And I think the only two alive at this point are Scott, Batista, uh, and the Coyote. Is that right? The only two of the main team. I think everybody else has been fucked up. They get... Up to the roof. The only people that are separate from them are obviously um, so Dortista. So Kate, Kate has infiltrated the hotel. Um, Kate has infiltrated the hotel, and but they're separate. And the pilot, obviously, she's been up on the roof this whole time. Mm. They arrive on the roof, and she does get the helicopter started. She barely asks any questions like, where is everybody and where's the money? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like the major questions aren't really asked. She's kind of like, okay, here we go then. Let's let's try this. Uh, but yeah, as they're getting off of the roof, Zeus follows them up there. Uh, and there is a moment, obviously, where Lily is, gets the queen's head. She's the one who's got the queen's head after all this time, not the pub. Uh, she's got it. She holds it up to sort of distract Zeus. Uh, oh, I was kind of gutted that she died because he throws mm-hmm. a pole that like uh, impales her shoulder, and then she just throws the queen's head off the off the roof, and it Splats. goes flat. Yeah, yeah, it turns into just like yeah, it's totally wrecked. It's not like it's that Simpsons with a hammer. It's like oh, it's just a little day. It's still good. It's not. I quite like. <laughs> I quite wanted to see like the bits squirming away. You know, as if like she 
even in this reduced pulp form, like she was still yeah, alive yeah, yeah. in some way. Yeah, but no. Yeah, yeah. She, but um, she's, robots, she's, yes, but but this robots, yes, robots, yeah. Let's <laughs> not get silly pulp. now, everyone. <laughs> no, if you're smaller than a head, you're not allowed to be alive anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she's gone. She gets like you say impaled. There was another bit. I'm not sure if this is just me reading into it or whether like this is something that could play up. Then again, it all blows up in a nuclear explosion, so it doesn't matter. But it felt like he then sort of paused over over that character. It's like, oh, he's moved on quick as he picked a new queen. Yeah. Well, but oh, obviously... really? <laughs> yeah, well, immediately he's, got... he's just, uh, okay, I got you. Like, I need oh, so you've wrecked. Oh, I guess I can't get her back now because you've smashed them. And then again, he didn't know she was in that bag, but he might have been moving on all those other hours. But I mean, what was he going to do with her head anyway? Like, you can't have a baby in the head. Could he stick it back on? More ridiculous things have happened. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the robots. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he could have done anything. If he would have gone, I'm putting this head on the tiger's body. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Let's see it. Let's see it happen. Three sequels, please. Three yeah. sequels. Uh, yeah, but then he gets he gets onto the helicopter after that, and then we get like a big fight while the helicopter's flying about all over the place. Zeus trying to fuck up Batista. Batista oh, yeah, oh, hang on, Zeus. hang on. My so, mistake. That's he get he this he. There's another flight. Yeah, we've got to get across town. So he doesn't get in the helicopter yet. They go to the hotel and they rescue the daughter. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Wait. So they they only fly over in the helicopter, but he gets dropped off at the Olympus. He gets dropped off off at the Olympus. At the same time. Meanwhile, Kate is... She's found Keytron now. The Alpha is, I guess, walking across town back to base. He's on the horse. He's got to be on the horse, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's he's going back into town. Obviously, the horse must have waited in the lobby of the hotel. So he goes back down. I mean, maybe or maybe not turns the Coyote into a a new zombie queen. We do not know. Um, wait Wait for the director's cut. But... She um he goes back down, gets the os, goes across town. Um, meanwhile, Kate meets now zombified Cummings. How does oh, he yeah. how does he get got? Does she just shoot him? I think they just have a little bit of a tussle, don't they? And then she just ends up shooting him, I believe. Yeah, so he's off anyway. He's he's got yeah. his comeuppance. Um Gita is alive and well. They hadn't turned her into a zombie yet, so she's she's all right. Yeah, and a friend, but uh, I think the friend gets yeah, got she's <laughs> pretty, straight, pretty, pretty straight off. Sacrifice, sacrificed, sacrificed. We didn't didn't even have, didn't even have a name, so she wasn't getting anything. And then we no. have another scene with like Zeus is like you know they're getting the head shot, shot in all the people, but Zeus has still got his invincible helmet, so he's running down. Meanwhile, Batista's going down the stairs. He opens the fire door, pops out just in time enough to and. Batista's a man, you know, we know he's big into his video games. He's pushing for a Gears of War film right now. Um, Batista knows about splash damage. He doesn't try and shoot him with the grenade. He shoots a grenade near him and allows the splash damage to get him. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. That's all you need. Yeah. He gets him, but uh, not for very long. He manages to take his accessory off. He gets rid of his helmet, but... Zeus himself is still fine. They get up to the roof. They think that the helicopter pilot has gone without them. 
but it's just because obviously she was green screened in, so couldn't just be standing there on the roof. She turns up just in time in the helicopter. Um, it's a, cla- and- a classic. I was just doing some circles, getting some uh, momentum, just <laughs> practicing, just if practicing anything, with this helicopter. If, if anything, I had too much fuel in here, so I thought I'd better uh, <laughs> burn a bit off. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then what happens? Then they all get on the helicopter, but then Zeus turns up, does a running jump yeah. into the helicopter as he's trying to fly away, and then a big battle ensues of him and they, him well, and He Scott. kind of breaks Batista's arm, and he, yeah. he messes him up a bit. What are all the other people? like? Obviously, helicopter pilot is flying the helicopter. Yeah. There are at least another two characters in the helicopter who don't, well, don't seem to help him at all. While well, they're wrestling for an extended period, helicopters are scary places. I mean, I'd be singing on. Yeah, yeah, that's for the seatbelt sign. I can't get it off. Oh, and they do say that the seatbelt signs on actually. Yeah, you've got to sort yourself out before you help anyone else. So she's like, I'll help you in a minute. Just got to get my mask on. Just got to get my seatbelt on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he gets his arm broken. The helicopter pilot gets shot, and I thought for a second that she'd been got in the head, and it was all over. But she seems fine. A second later, she's like, Phew. "Oh, yeah. just a flesh, just a flesh wound, just a flesh wound." Um, um yeah, and then Batista obviously... does get bit. Um, Batista does get bitten, yeah. But then I think Kate manages to somehow distract Zeus. How does she do that? But then, shoves him. Shoves him. But then uh, See, Ward. On, mate. But then Batista. <laughs> Shoots him in the head, and he gets a yeah. big, cl- a classic headshot. Big exploding yeah. brain. He's got like explodey blue blood, like those, like those guys at the end of uh, Kingsman. He's got like an, yeah. he's got colours in his head. Blue man, yeah. colours in his head. Well, yeah, there we go. That's trying to suggest, I guess, that if, as the alpha zombie, he's definitely going to be a bit alien. Yeah, I think he's a bit alien. Yeah, a bit yeah. weird that one. Um, uh, so helicopter crashes. Gita, the whole point of uh, the door going into the. Um, Place is, is dead. Uh, well, yeah, we don't she's know. Dead. <laughs> I don't think we uh, ever actually said sure she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, just so wait for the spin-off also, series Peter's story. Yeah. With the nuke destroy, with the nuke destroying Las Vegas, does it just destroy the quarantine zone as well? Because it still looks like people are there. Yeah. Because there's one bit where the helicopter flies low over the quarantine zone, and people like scream as it goes across. So they haven't evacuated that. Seems a bit unfair. Uh, yeah. It? When the president thought they'd bring it forward, they were just like, "Well, fine. If you're going to complain about me doing it on." like American fireworks day, then guess I'll kill all these people. Yeah. But surely they would have, they would have seen it on the news or something or heard about it and they could have just got as far away from there as possible. Nah, Someone's just no chilling there. There's no time. Oh yeah. How long we got an hour? Nah, I just stay. Just don't bother. <laughs> just don't bother. But you're only just inside the danger zone. It's just walk hundred meters. No, no, no. So from the helicopter crash, Peters and Gita die. <laughs> Kate survives. She finds Batista under some rubble, under some bits of helicopter. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I've got a little bit of the money left. Yeah, you have that. Open that food truck. I've been thinking about doing, you know, you've got to do tofu. But then I thought lobster rolls are the way to go. And she goes, the rolls, yeah. And she goes, seems like a good use of our last conversation. (laughs) She goes, this is 45 quid. (laughs) It's in singles. Yeah, what? Did you rub rub a strip club? I am. I had to Google lobster rolls. I've never had one. I don't think it's a big thing in England, but they look quite nice. I've never had lobster, I don't think. So, kind of no, mayo. Uh, me neither. I couldn't. I couldn't eat pinchy. <laughs> pinchy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, someone who could eat pinchy is unfortunately um, 
Batista because he starts to he takes his last breaths and then starts going wrong. Yeah, he starts to get a bit irate, so we realise he's definitely turning. So Kate distraught, big heel <laughs> turn right at the end, right at the death. Yeah. Uh, Kate distraught, crying, but she has to, so she shoots him in the head. Uh, yeah. And then a rescue helicopter arrives, and she is the only survivor, or so you think. Yeah, um, yeah. I said, I think I said in the group, if Indiana Jones can survive a nuke in a fridge, then that man underground <laughs> in a vault can survive one, and so he does. You just see him popping out with his money. Yeah, I would have, the, yeah. I would have ended it there. Him. Yeah, I would have ended money it there. Yeah, also, I would have like, ended it with him just standing out in an abandoned city, going, "Oh." Everyone yeah. else should have got in here, really, if I'm honest. Yeah. The fallout from the nuclear bomb as well. Like, how can he just get out and just walk about? And they mentioned it was a very small yield nuclear bomb. Maybe <laughs> they did say it had a small uh, fallout. Uh, they said something like that. Something like a small half okay. I missed that. Yeah. There we go. Tiny, tiny bit of radiation. So, yeah. you know. So, Vanderhoe gets out of the vault with all the money. He walks all the way out, finds a car. Drives to Utah, Utah, uh, rents a plane to take him to Mexico City. Uh, when he's on the flight, he's like, "Let's have some champagne." Um, various, yeah, has some more philosophy lines. Then he goes to the toilet and discovers he was bitten after all. But it can't be a normal bite because he's survived a long, long time. With I, this I reckon it was a. I reckon it was alpha. And, you know, we've seen Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. The amount of time you turn into a zombie is entirely plot-related. Yeah. Also, yeah. bitten by an alpha, then a nuclear bomb dropped on you. There's got to be some sort of mad, special, nuclear super zombie shit going on, right? Could have just been radiation sickness if it hadn't been for that bite, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. And he's already got very short hair, you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and yeah, also, I would have, I would have ended it when he when he got out of the vault because it would just yeah a nice awesome. nice uh, view as well like just him yeah. seeing a, a a Las Vegas reduced to ash basically. I don't know if you noticed this either, but Vanderhoe is also when he was topless earlier on when he was digging a hole to get his circular saw out of the ground, uh, he's got an Omega tattoo on his chest. Yeah. So oh, if an alpha <laughs> if an alpha's bitten him. And he's the Omega zombie. Oh yeah, that's interesting. You do realize, yeah. you do realize, Ben, that if that wasn't already the idea, if Zack Snyder listens to this, <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh that's yeah. interesting, Ben. He's going to go. I said the zombies will wake up when it rains, and I didn't follow through on it. I'm going to put that in the next one. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, he'll Don't be know doing. Put it in. Uh, that Omega guy, he'll be leading them. There we go. Right. Got some name game for you if you're up for it. Yeah, always up for name game. Okay, always. We'll start off with one that doesn't quite uh, lean into the conventions of the game at all. Uh, so, following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Only in this version of the film, the zombies all have their arms covered up with long sleeves, but they're not wearing any pants or trousers, so their legs are out. You know what that one's called? Not Army of the Dead. But I was going to say not Army of the Dead. <laughs> it's not, <called laughs> not Army, Army of the, the Dead. dead. Le- Leggy of the Dead? Leggy of the Dead. Leggy of the Dead, okay. Yeah. Okay, back to normal name game. 
conventions now. So uh, following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble. The adventure into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. They have to go into a man's cabin behind his house to collect an amazing sandwich. Is it Army of the Bread? Nope. <laughs> Army of the Shed? Well, close. It's halfway there. But they have to get the amazing sandwich. Barmy of the shed. Close. What is I it? Think it's a bacon sandwich, let's say. Sarnie of the dead. Sarnie of the shed. Of the dead. Sarnie, Sarnie of the, of the shed. shed. I panicked, all right? I panicked. <laughs> uh, another one. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries venture into the quarantine zone to pull up the greatest life ever attempted. If only they got out of bed on time. Army of the bed? <laughs> Halfway there. They're late again. Oh, tardy of the bed. Tardy of the bed. And the, <laughs> and the last one is, uh, is an interesting one. So it's about Marty McFly, a 17-year-old high school student, is accidentally sent 30 years into the past in a time-travelling DeLorean invented by a close friend, eccentric scientist Doc Brown. You might know the movie, but this is a different name for that same movie. It still rhymes with the army of the dead. Well, I think to a degree, sure. <laughs> to a degree. Marty. Mm-hmm. Marty of the... Thread of time. Close. Of the, of the past. Close. But he's not from the past, he's from the future. Marty of the... Future. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll give you another guess and then I'll uh, tell you. Give me another clue. Well, the future. Not now. It's similar to now. It's kind of similar to past, but it's neither of them. <laughs> Jesus. It's like if someone driven past you, they're suddenly Marty of Marty of the Ahead? Yeah, Marty, <laughs> Marty of the Ahead. <laughs> I got your request, Luke, and I, I made a couple for you as well. If you if you're willing, if you if you want to take a shot at some. <laughs> I'm not having that last one. I'm not having that. Marty of the ahead. I'm not having that one. I'll let you have a lot, but I ain't having that. Um, <laughs> I've got a couple for you if you want to play a few, Luke, yeah, if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. I've gone a little bit further. You know, we always have, this is, of course, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. So I've changed the plot a little, but you get a name of a director as well. So a Polish scientist fed up to the back teeth of dying of radiation poisoning gathers a force of um, <laughs> zombies made of a soft metal that that oh. uh, that blocks radiation. Sorry, uh, what are you it's Army of the Lead. It's Army of the Lead, and whose is it? It's, it's a Polish scientist that was sick oh. of dying of radiation poisoning. Oh, God. Well, he's, not a, he's not a director, is he? Well, Tarkovsky died. Of she's, very, she's very talented. It's... Uh, Marie Curie's army of oh, the lead. Marie Curie. <laughs> Give me a few um, more seconds and I would have definitely not got it. Um, okay, here's another one for you. Um, fed up of his well-received action action sci-fi movie not getting a sequel that it so sorely deserved, an actor brings up um, a force of cosplayers dressed as a futuristic lawman 
um, and marches on on a studio demanding the sequel to his dread. Film. So it's just dread. Yeah. So <laughs> who's Alex, the actor? Carl uh, Urban. So Carl, yeah, Carl Urban's Army of the Dread. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> very nice. Um, future Prime Minister of the UK gathers together all people that voted for a controversial and uh, polarising decision to leave the European Union solely based on a message that was written on a bus. Um, misled? Yes, it is. Boris Johnson's Army of the Misled? It's Boris Johnson's Army of the Misled, very good. Um, There's too much to take in for the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my brain's frazzled. Yeah, there you go. I think the Marty of the Ahead might have broken you a little bit there. <laughs> Marty of the Head of the Ahead official officially broken me. That'd be a better, better name than Back to the Future. What's that bullshit? <laughs> Marty of the Ahead. <laughs> you, you know that was a completely separate film trivia. That is the, the got, producer of that. I've got one. I've got one which is wanted to call it Spaceman from Pluto. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've got one far more simple. Far more simple. Uh, following the zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone, which is made up of zombified neighbours of Homer Simpson. Ned, oh, army of the Ned. Army of the Ned. There we go. Much more simple. Much more easy to die. Armorino of the Ned Nedarino. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> I had another couple, no, but they're no, too no. obscure. I couldn't bring it. I couldn't bring myself to tell them to you. I'll I'll, I'll share them with you off pod. We've got a rest. <laughs> yeah, we'll share them off pod, and if they're good enough, we'll start the next week's podcast with that. So we need to rate rate this movie. By the way, oh yeah, I'm not going first. I don't mind going first. Go on, exactly you. what I'm going to say. Exact Snyderly, what you're going to say. <laughs> I watched Army of the Dead, which is now on Netflix. It was a painful, entertaining, <laughs> snidering zombie movie that entertained me by turning my head into a zombie. Not to scare me, not to make me laugh, not to make a metaphor for society. Idiot. Is that you? I, mean, yeah, I, I, I give it a C. I give it a straight, straight C plus. Because I, do, I enjoyed it. I think there's a lot to like about it. There's a lot to kind of get miffed at it. Um, but miffed. it's just too long. It's too long. That's one thing. It's too long. If you cut out a half an hour, it'd be way better. Yeah. Um, I. It's a hard one because I think I definitely owe it another watch, even though it's super long. Um, probably a bit too long. Yeah, sure. There are some huge point uh sorry plot holes and there are various plot points which are meandering and kind of pointless and a bit naff if it was a bit more streamlined i think i would have enjoyed it more but i really do like this world and the fact that it hints to something bigger whether that's massively has been done on purpose or not the fact that it does and the fact that we're gonna get the fact that you know what i mean like it's oh what yeah zombies uh robots uh aliens I like it. It feels unique. It feels there's something fresh about that. Um, and I do love Batista in, in anything. And I feel like he elevates things. Yeah, he does. Higher, higher than than ever. And I'm kind of interested to see more of it with this Lost Vegas animated series or whatever. Like I'm I'm well I'm in it. there for the long run. Yeah. In the in the lore of it, yeah. And this film isn't perfect, it's dumb fun. 
Uh, it's not my favourite zombie movie by any stretch of the imagination, but at the moment, while well, I'm riding the high of it, because I enjoyed it for what it was, I think I'll go for a B minus. There you go. Um, yeah, there's not much more to add, really. Like, it is, it is, it is exactly what it is. Love it or hate it, you can't deny that it is a visually very stylish film. It certainly doesn't hold back on anything for good or ill. Like, if there's an idea, it's going to be, it's going to be in there, and it's going to be something that's like you're going to come away and you're going to see some good action scenes that are put together and you're going to have some fun watching it. You're right. It's too long. They could have had some restraint and had a tighter movie that you could justify rewatching a bit more. And I think you probably would probably put more time into it. You know, being one of those films you'd watch over and over again, if it was a little bit less of a heavy lift to watch, there are some cool ideas in it, but it is fucking stupid. So like as much as I enjoy, like it's one of those things that, I enjoyed this film enough. And I think I said to you guys in the group, I want to say that I enjoyed this film because I did. I enjoyed a lot about it. But in giving that message and saying it's good, I don't want anyone who isn't Zack Snyder or any of those Hollywood producer types to come away thinking that this is the type of thing you should make as a template for other films. Because if all films were like this, it'd suck. It'd be awful. Mm -hmm. But having... Zack Snyder do films like this as an individual force in Hollywood is fine. Like you can carry on doing it. And as much as I complain, I complain as much as I make exasperated sounds about one of the things, just being a robot for no reason at the end. Um, when they put the series out, going to watch it. And I, that's it. So yeah, yeah. C plus very fun. <coughs> cool. Stupid. <laughs> just get that last word I just want to insist stupid. that it's stupid this film and I'm not stupid but I still enjoyed it but not quite oh, yeah, I, enjoy, to... I enjoy stupid I enjoy stupid things yeah, I think it's... yeah you know I think this is one thing like, I've rec- this, this film seems to have received a lot of criticism based on you know it seems like people have this assumption of what a film should be but you know what you're going in for you know it's Zack Snyder you know it's a zombie movie you know it's two and a half hours like what else could you really be expecting? Sure, there are things that don't quite make sense and that's fine to be annoyed about, but the overall vibe of the film, the overall uh, sort of sense of of the way the action is shot and everything, like, we know what... You you must know by now what you're getting yourself in for. If you've not seen a Zack Snyder film before, then what are you watching this? If your head is not yet a zombie, then it will be. I I do hope Hideo Kojima's all right, you know? <laughs> I think you'll recover. I think It'll you'll bounce. Bad. I think you'll bounce right back. But um very nice. Yeah, it's just it is what it is. Just go in there. Go in there. Go in there. Like if if, if, if I think if people have listened to this much of the podcast, they've already seen it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or they're listen, never going to. One if, you watched, if you watch two and a half hours of Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, and now you've listened to a, I'm assuming two hour podcast about Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Man, you're in there for the long haul. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna watch the animated series. You're yeah. 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 Unless we are surrogate that you know that you we're, we're watching it on your behalf because Netflix yeah. is forbidden in your family, who knows? <laughs> like like maybe maybe that maybe that's it. And then I promise you that nothing we've said has been made up. This is a, this is really a film that happened. It's legit. Yeah. 
Uh, what are we doing next week? Uh, spiral. Spiral Bukovsal, isn't it? Bukovsal. We're going to do Bukovsal. We're doing Spiral. Charles Bukovsal. Obviously, now cinemas have reopened. We're going to do a couple of new releases because there are a few quick fire new releases coming out over the next few weeks. So we'll announce the June lineup probably at the start of the month. But yeah, next week we're doing Spiral. Stuck with me for a whole month next month, are you? Spiral. Whole month. And I think it's another five episode month Jesus mother of God all these new releases strap in everyone will there be robots who knows there might be robots (laughs) alright oh we need to do the outro Uh, thanks for listening Um, if you enjoyed the episode become a patron over patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music thanks to Acast for hosting the show thanks for the listeners if you enjoyed please consider rating and reviewing head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors and thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and Andy, for being right horror dudes. Thank you, Luke. Thank thanks you, Andy. Thanks for having us. See you all soon, everyone. Robots. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Dad Tista. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.